Hello and welcome to Perilous Pursuits, a live D&D podcast where a bunch of us nerdy-ass friends sit around a Zoom call and play D&D. Tonight we follow a fledgling group heading north into Icewind Dale. Warning, some content may not be suitable for all audiences. <laughs> He's ready. He's ready. Hey. Hey. What's going on? So uh, we... We were traveling through the wastelands and we fought some ice methods and we made it to Targos where we inquired uh, about Sephic Keltro, tried to get some information on him. Uh, we visited the Triglio and we met, I think his name is Justin, and bought some torches. We went to the. It wasn't an inn. It was a uh, just the pub. The uh, yeah. three flags sailing. Yeah, three yes. flags sailing tavern, and had some stew and some mead. Yeah, we drink a, drinks with little umbrellas. Yeah, and um, I talked to a guy named Don Donald, and he gave me a lot of information about Sephic uh, Keltro. And possibly that they had just m- might have been the the adventures that left on dog sleds, but maybe not. So we're headed now north to Turlemane, and possibly to the mines there. That's the information I have leading to Sefik Keltro. Yeah, excellent. Okay. And you just okay. gave me my money. <laughs> My money. Last, I think the last thing we did was you gave me my money. <laughs> yeah, I, I gave you your money begrudgingly. <laughs> you did. So, uh, you guys were coming up towards the end of your day. Um, if I remember right, you asked if you could go into the night a little bit to get closer to Turlamine, uh, Termalane, and um, uh, Aaron and Methus agreed to continue into the night a little bit longer than they would normally go, um, knowing that they've got rations stocked up from Targos. Um, <clears throat> you travel for like maybe an hour down the road, and it it, it is plunging into darkness. Um, the temperature is dropping again, and um, the, uh, the wind seems to have picked up across the lake. Um, as you guys have like seen and exited Targos on the east side, you have gone east and started kind of like curling up to the north, and you can see the hills and the wind coming off uh, the lake of whatever that lake is called. It's called Meridulden. Um, it, it's definitely colder on this side, leaving Targos. Uh, you can definitely feel the effects of the wind coming off that lake. And uh, I think we will start our session with a bit of a rest because you guys are going to bed down for the night. Um, Metha and Aaron will uh, politely... Uh, get everything ready for eating. Um, they will again uh, feed you all. Um, if there's anything you guys would like to talk about during uh, the long 
the evening meal. Um, if you have questions or anything of like that for uh, Metha and Aaron, uh, feel free to ask. If not, we will go straight into the watch of the night. Any questions? Nope. Nope. Okay, sounds good. Um, so nothing but small chit-chat about um, obviously cold weather, um, maybe about the ice methods from the day before, and uh, basically maybe other things maybe Metha and Aaron would have seen on their travels. Um, the Aaron will obviously take the first watch and then look to the rest of the group in a typical manner of who is going to take the second and the third watch. Do we have any volunteers? I will take a watch. Okay, are you going to watch with Aaron or are you going to watch on the second watch? I'll do the second watch. Okay. The, the worst watch. <laughs> any volunteers for the first or the second or third to join them? Oh, yeah, I can sit out there for a little bit. Okay. Do you want to join Aaron or do you want to join Zoko or join start the third? Uh, sure. <laughs> in great deliberation, uh, Quincy has decided to join Aaron in uh, the first watch. So now we have Aaron and Quincy on the first watch, Zoko taking a watch by himself on the second. Does anyone have volunteer for the third? Uh, smoke volunteers. Smoke volunteers yeah. for the third. Sure. Uh, does uh, Maximus join him on the third? Nope. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Okay. Yeah. 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 So okay. Smoke told me he'd rather uh, he'd rather just do it himself. Did Did Gord tell you that he plays Smoke with like a, a Rastafarian accent? Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, man. Oh man. He totally doesn't. <laughs> I never got Wakandan out of him either. <laughs> I never noticed Wakandan before. Um, so, uh, as you guys get ready for bed, obviously the wind is making it colder. Uh, smoke, you are finding it even inside the heated caravan. Just, it's getting cold. It's cutting through your furs. You are wearing fur, your winter clothing inside the caravan where it's heated um, because you are not used to this cold temperature. You come from the sunny um, grass plainlands of the savannah. Uh, you like the heat and you are in the opposite place. Um, uh, Quincy, if you want to give me a perception check with Aaron. I'm going to use roll 20. We're taking, we're sleeping right now, right? Yes, we are. Okay, we look at that. But he he stays up for like 10 extra minutes before everyone, uh, until everyone falls asleep and then tries to like cuddle next to somebody for more warmth. <laughs> Did you see what I rolled? Nope. Uh, 20 plus one. How do I not see where you, did you roll that in D and D Beyond or? Yeah, D and D Beyond. Okay, I did not see that. I should open up a character in that. Oh, I got the wrong character loaded. I don't yeah. need Mary Doc. Says you're my DM. Yep, 
Well, I know. I just don't have. <clears throat> I'll trust your roll. Yeah, it's twenty-one. I see it. Um. So you are obviously very attuned to this uh, land, Quincy. You are getting more adjusted to this cold weather. Um, you are proving your old man strength of being tough as nails, so to speak, as the wind and weather and the inclement times doesn't phase your keen mind to staying attuned and uh, aware of your surroundings. Um, Aaron and you make small talk. Uh, obviously, the weather is awful outside. It is blowing snow. Uh, it's not snowing, but it's just the wind itself coming off the lake is just making it ugly today. Um, your watch goes by uneventfully. Uh, you guys come inside the uh, caravan and you wake Zoko up. Hey, wake, up. Wake, Here up. wake up! Wake up! Wake <laughs> up! How was the watch? We didn't see anything. Oh, that's really boring. I'm gonna go kill some shit. <laughs> okay. Good watching. You have fun with that, you young whippersnapper. <laughs> Good night to you, Quincy. Quincy, do you want to give me a constitution <laughs> check so you know how well you go pee? I get out of the caravan first. <laughs> ah, I nailed that sucker. <laughs> oh, that's a con save. Yeah. It is. Uh, how do I do a con check? Still hit the bucket. <laughs> Perfect. I don't know what you rolled. You have to tell me. Fifteen. Okay. You're you're you are feeling a little bit more youthful uh, after your watch. Maybe it might have been the cold weather. I don't know, but uh, you feel pretty pretty spry and you rest you after you do your business uh, you crawl into your bunk and you stretch and oh everything is cracking in the right spot as you roll over and go to sleep uh, Zoko um, you come outside for your watch and for someone like yourself it is obviously cold outside but it is not it's not awful. It's the the wind is the worst of it here. Uh, the snow is like biting at your eyes, and uh, it's like causing like a little bit of like ice to form around the sides where your eyes are watering from the the snow and the bits of snow that are getting in your eyes. Um, can you make a perception check? Sure. Twenty one. Perfect. Um, over the howl of the uh, of the wind over the lake, you hear faint howls of wolves trying to communicate with each other, trying to maybe get in touch with one one of the uh, packs to another as they're maybe trying to look for something to hunt. Um, you just hear it faintly, just ever so slightly over over the wind. Um, what would you like to do? Just stay by the caravan. Yeah. Hook your head out. Okay. Are we doing the uh, last time we had to put a 
rope around us because of the blizzard, but is it still? Yeah, this bad? is not a full blizzard. Like okay. this is just blowing snow coming down off of the lake. It is just making like awful weather. Like bits of loose snow are flying everywhere. It's like it's, it's like, like snowdrift making wind. Right. If it's safe enough that I know I'm not going to lose the caravan, I'll just run like a ten foot radius around the caravan, just run in circles, stay warm. Yeah, I mean you'll be fine. Um, you're going to stay warm enough as is. Um, uh, you you basically uh, are keeping uh, time with like doing a doing two or three laps every hour just to stay warm and just stopping every five, 10 minutes to just make sure you're aware of your surroundings and just pausing to hear, to see if the the howls are coming closer and they kind of seem to be staying at the same distance. It's hard to tell with all the the wind that's already picking up. Um, Your watch finishes and you go to wake smoke up. Yes. Smoke, my brother, it's your turn for the watch. Oh, I really needed that rest. I feel like I'm a new man. Um, you <laughs> hey, go your, to Smoke's bunk. Funny. You go to Smoke's bunk and you don't find him there. You actually like are like wandering through and, and you see him like cuddled <laughs> into Ponto and like Ponto is the small spoon and Smoke yeah. is the big spoon and he's just like huddled in there trying to like gain a little bit of warmth and like Ponto's like this he's like oh it's so nice and warm he's just stretched <laughs> out <laughs> I, guess uh, I will try and my... not pick Ponto yeah I guess it's uh, my turn your turn have a good rest my friend you too be safe uh okay so smoke you come out um you're obviously all the furs are bundled up your gloves are on your your hat is on and your mane is floofed out and your hat is kind of like coned it in so you look like you're trying you have like a giant afro and you're wearing like this fur toque on the top of it and it's kind of just like all out everywhere um you've got like your your coat pulled up and the wind is is just howling still. Um, you can see that the snow on the road is being washed. Uh, all the tracks are being washed away, so to speak, as the wind continues to howl. Can you roll a perception check? Sorry, I have to roll in a different character and then smokes. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you have Smoke's page up, does it still allow you to like uh, click on stuff? No. Click on no, like the rolling o- button. It's only no, it's only a uh, view only viewing. Yeah. Oh, brutal. So that is a six. Wow, that is spectacular. Um, <laughs> and can I can I do a thing? As, yep. as So as Smoke wakes up and leaves. And obviously, Ponto gets much colder. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna wake up, and I'm gonna use all three of my magic tinkering on my my small cubes that I have to emit a five foot light, and I'm just gonna pot shot as close to Maximus's head that I can, and emit five foot light 
all around his head. You got to make a roll for that, though, right? Yeah, sure. Roll <laughs> uh, dexterity check. Sure. Do you want me to do it three times, or? Sure. All right. So I'm gonna use my halfling luck to re-roll that one. Oh, come <laughs> on. Is this yesterday's luck? No, I no. Halfling luck is I just, just like continuously. I just, I just. He can't hear you, Mike. Your mic's not down. He still has to take the second roll. So if he rolls two ones in a row, it's still a one. Uh, so that's a fourteen for the first throw. Mm-hmm. Uh, an eighteen for the second, and a ten for the third. Uh, the the ten goes a little wide and kind of like clanks to the ground, but the other two kind of catch inside his bunk. The eighteen for sure is kind of like within about three feet of his head, and the fourteenth kind of rolls down to his feet. So yeah, just. Uh, it, a, a light that's just sort of like a mitt and it, it sort of glows up for a second and then it goes away. <laughs> it glows and then it goes away. Like glows, a hazard? Goes away. Yep. Uh, Maximus, with all this light going on, I feel like you should roll, I want to say a sleeping check, but that seems like a constitution mm-hmm. uh, check instead. All right. Where did the third one end up? On the floor. Oh, okay. He kind of rolled on the other side and bounced out of the bunk. So that's a nineteen. Oh yeah, you're. You can cut. You can in your dreams. You can see these flashes of light, and in your mind, you're you're playing your, your guitar or whatever. The I'm on stage. The and the lights you're on are stage. Going, the lights oh, yeah. are going, and you're you're just you you're 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 having this like mental image of like you doing amazing at like this uh, gig you've got in East Haven in your mind and you're like mentally preparing for the success that you're going to do there. So Ray just got in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't me, it was the dog. Oh, (laughs) That's that's always the You reacted so fast, so fast. (laughs) Um so you're you're mentally like you know imaging your success in the gig and and you know you're doing well and, and you're going on on these these riffs of these octaves changes and the key changes with and it's you're really riling up the crowd and it's amazing. Gonna be uh, good. We, we go back to smoke outside and uh, what was your perception check again? Like six, six if something. I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Um, you, all you know is, is you really hate the wind here. It is awful. It is cold. It is the worst imaginable thing you could only imagine, uh, on your enemies is the cold and the biting snow here. This is, you wouldn't even want to wish this upon people. Um, nothing happens during your watch, uh, but, uh, you know and hate the wind even more so now. Um, you roll in from your watch and you wake Metha and Aaron up and you say, ah, oh, nothing uh, nothing arrived. And they kindly thank you for your services as they uh, start the new day. Um, you guys can take a long rest. Not that I don't know if you need to reset anything, but um, you can do that. Uh the day starts off actually 
Um, Ponto and Maximus, can you both roll a d20 for me? Let's see what the weather looks like today. I got an eight. I rolled a 17. Okay. For all that wind last night, it seems to have calmed down a little bit, actually. And, um, it's not awful today, but definitely you can, you can, there's still that breeze coming in off the lake, wherever that is coming up north of the lake. It's sweeping down, obviously, onto the lake and then off. Uh, but it's not as bad as it was last night. Um, you guys gather your gear, you, you eat your meals, uh, you get ready, uh, you check your gear, um, knowing that um, today you're hopefully going to find Targos or Torga, uh, the dwarf and her caravan uh, being of like a couple of two sled dogs and um, or two sleds and a few and like six or seven sled dogs. Um, you, Aaron and Metha, continue the journey. Um, is everybody inside? Is people hanging outside? Or how are you I guys? I think I hang off the back so I can watch. Okay. Unless you're, it's so cold that I don't want to do that anymore. No, you're, it's, it's kind of like a, a cold spring day for you. It's, okay. it's cold outside, but it's not awful for you you're you're maybe your 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 jacket's on but like your and your boots are on but not your like mitts or your pants or your toque or anything it's cold but it's not crazy cold for you okay Uh, i will stay out of the wagon and keep an eye out any everybody else inside the wagon yep okay yeah all right um as the wagon kind of jerks slowly side to side uh method and aaron is like oh it's a good thing we we kind of got lucky last night. No no real crazy weather to blow away the tracks in the snow. We kind of know our way from here. Um, That's what the main sending? Becker. Okay. If, if Becker wants to join, oh, yeah. yeah, he should you. roll. He should join. That is correct. Um, uh, the you're going to have to make a character and put them on all the maps or at least the couple maps we'll need tonight. Um, you're, you guys are making pretty good time and, and you get to Tourmaline or Tourmaline, uh, with some pretty good haste. Um, just opening up a window for myself. Um, you kind of come along this kind of come up over the hills and kind of just coming down the hills and you can see this this flat expanse of, of tourmaline in front of you. Um, you can see that if it wasn't for the wind coming off the lakes and in from the north, this would probably be one of the most picturesque towns you guys have seen. Uh, the sprawled out uh, um, buildings surrounded by the tall pines on the west. Um, uh, you can see these beautiful uh, towers that uh, are very picturesque. Um, obviously, they're not big towers, but they're you can see like pointed towers, like they look like they're more wizard-like. Um, you can see um, some some smiths' huts and some like it's a little bit more activity going on in Tourmaline because these people have the forest just off to the west, so that they can burn the wood during night, so that people here are a little bit better off than 
some of the other others you see no walls around this town at all it's quite like you come into a valley and there's a little like a four foot wall kind of like you know like a farmer's fence sitting around this this village um you you go down the path and the dreadful wind keeps pushing and pulling and clawing at you as as you continue your way in um you see obviously a harbor of where fishers and shipbuilders uh, would be and um you can see off on the distance um outside of it a ways to the east um the what looks to be like a gentle sloping mountain which you probably assume is maybe the mine maybe not you're not quite sure of this landscape um Zoko, can you roll a history check for me? Oh, I am so smart. I got this, guys. That's a two. Yeah, you don't <laughs> know where it is either. Um, you're like, <laughs> you're pretty sure this is Tourmaline. Yeah. You're not 100% sure. You actually, you look at Aaron and Metha and you're like, guys, this is Tourmaline, right? And they're like, yes, of course it is. And you're like, of course it is. I knew that. I knew, I knew that, that as well. Yes. It's Tourmaline, um, guys. Yeah. Uh, I will pull you guys into a new map. As we're um, traveling on the road and I'm inside the caravan and I'm not going outside for no reason, for for nothing, but i I'm got this song stuck in my head. It's the, uh, the Targo Sea Shanty. And I'm singing it to Ponto, and I'm singing it to Quincy, and I'm like, Triglio lads, and hoist upon line. Triglio lads, and bring your fishes in. Trig, come on, come on, sing with me. Grab yourselves some more. Triglio lads, and swear towards shore. Can you roll a performance check? Yep. I'm all in. I'm like singing the, if I can catch up with a word. I was so close to just force muting that. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, awesome. That, that's uh, 11. Yeah. Okay, yeah, roll, like roll another one because you actually, in life, did well enough. <laughs> that's worse. Oh, oh, no. yes. <laughs> you know that the beat is proper, but like, the, it's a bit I only pitchy. heard it Maybe, one time. I heard it yeah, one time. Yeah, you only heard it the one time, and it was a bit pitchy, but it, it was probably pretty good. He hasn't probably warmed up his... I only his, got the uh, lyrics 30 minutes ago. That's awesome. In real life, probably. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, you, you think, it's like, oh, it was a mediocre performance. Uh, probably need to warm up my vocal cords. It's a bit cold here. Um, if you guys look, I revealed the Termaline map to you guys. I don't know... Can you guys all see it? I can. Oh, yeah. You got to zoom way out on this map. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There. I Did see it. it. Yeah. Everybody can see it? Yeah. yeah. So you can see, like, as the, the village is sprawled out, so to speak, and you can see, like, every, as you drop in, you can see all these quaint little buildings and the forest just on the backside to the west. And... and sweeping and you haven't seen forest here before this is the first time seeing like you've seen bits of scrub and trees but this is a proper forest um you zoko this kind of you're kind of like oh that would be fun to walk in because 
I haven't been in forests in years. Um, Smoke, you're kind of like, oh, a forest, you know. Usually it's a bit warmer. Maybe it's a little warmer in there. Um, Quincy, Maximus, and Ponto, you're like, cool, another forest, you weird guys. Um, (laughs) You know, it's just cold up here. Can we just kind of, like, make sure to do our job proper? Like, you know, we got to find this guy. Um, As you're coming into the town, uh, obviously there's a few other people on on the road itself um, now that it's morning and uh, you see that everyone's obviously bundled up. All you see is kind of these little like um, toddler versions of humans bundled up in large snow suits as they're kind of like, you know, hustling along and uh, I'm assuming that's gosh. Becker just based on his Yes, reaction. it is. <laughs> um, I'm not going to read it because I won't be able to stop giggling like you are. Um, so you're you come in you can see the nice the nice docks as you're coming in and uh methane and aaron kind of turn back to you guys it's like so we're um got like one maybe two stops here if you guys uh want to hop off it's lovely uh meeting you guys um we've appreciated all of your help best of luck uh we'll be here for the day if you need uh, a hand with something, just uh, you know, come find us at the uh, the Blue Clam, uh, which is the the dock, the dockside tavern. And um, you know, if, if you talk to Vernon, uh, they'll uh, they'll be uh, they'll be able to help you. Um, you know, best of luck. And uh, they kind of shake your guys' hands, and uh, Zoko, they give you a big hug. And they say best of luck to you and kind of like clasp you on the shoulder as as you feel like you're parting ways with good old friends. Um, oh, it's so good spending time with you guys. Um, we will consider Metha and Aaron um, separated from your group now. As you come into Termalane, how would you like guys like to proceed? Uh, to let's get back in that hot wagon. <laughs> the wagon's leaving town right away, or they're no. The wagon down? is going to the blue clam. It's going okay. to the tavern at the on the one side. Oh yeah, I'm going to the blue uh, clam. If the wagon's going to the blue clam, I'm going to. The no, blue they clam. ushered you all out, um, yeah. knowing that you guys were now on your own, um, looking for uh, Targs or Torga. Hopefully, he's in this <laughs> town, or else. Uh... We don't have a way to get to the next town. Well, there's walking. There's there's all the other options. Yeah. So we got to make some money in this town so we can afford some dog sleds. Or yeah. just it's not that far. You could walk at yeah, the same pace. Yeah, but we have a weak bard and a, an old man with a popsicle. We can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the blue clam is like. Uh, the tavern is a, is a tavern in, up in uh, on the east side of uh, Termalane. So Probably you guys, the place are, to get info, maybe. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you guys want to hitch a ride to turn to the Blue Clam, you you're more than welcome to. But um, uh, Metha and Aaron would probably just suggest that you ask around a little bit because um, he 
Torga's, if your information, if Maximus's information was correct, he should be here today. So. So he might be in the tavern and we okay. might want to figure out what we're going to do or maybe stealth in there. Or ways. I'm sure that one of us would be wise enough to ask where a uh, shopping center of sorts would be in this town. Where where maybe a trading outpost would be located because mm. <clears throat> I'm sure like the face of the group would be like, well, if we're looking for traders, then somewhere to go shopping. I think the face of the group is the trader. <laughs> oh, you mean a different kind of trader? <laughs> trader, not oh, traitor. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Sorry, I misunderstood. Uh, well, maybe uh, maybe Zoko would like to uh, just sit tight, and Ponto and I can go and investigate. I stand and look tough. Next, okay. seems to remember all of the times that I backed him up on stage with a kazoo and everything like that. You <laughs> you chose the right partner in crime. Yes, that's right. Can you uh, <laughs> ping where we are on the map? How can I help? I assume we came from like the southern side. The, yes, where it says Tutargos. Tutargos. Right. That's where Pando, you're You're our in. leader. You have to keep control of the face. <clears throat> you tell the face what to do. Face. Right, Maxie? I mean, she's just going to start wandering into town. Wandering in. Sure. There's, you know that there is a inn called the east side on the east side of the town. Um, you know that there's a town hall in the center of this place. You know that there is a tavern in this place. Um, where would you would you guys like to go um, procure some information as to where Torg's so caravan should be? The east side was another tavern. There is no, there is like an inn on the east side called okay. the east side, and gotcha. on the west side on the dock is the blue clam. Gotcha. Well, if we're uh, looking for traders, the docks is a good place to go. Yeah, that's also where the inn is. I think that makes it or the tavern. No, the inn is the tavern is on yeah. the dock side. Yeah, let's take the walk the shore. Sure, you can. You guys uh, walk into town, following what what you assume is the main road. Uh, you walk up through the streets, around the corners. Um, you look up and down the roads, and there's not much people uh, going along there. Um, you kind of keep rounding around. You get close to the town hall, and you hear. Uh, you see a boy wrapped in heavy winter clothes shouting uh, the news of the day as people pass by. Um, when you guys get close enough, you hear um, the gemstone mine is closed because of monsters. Speaker uh, Mastu uh, is offering 50 gold to anyone who can clear it out. Uh, you hear about some other minor issues going on in town of just uh, the lake freezing, uh, struggling fisheries, um, some wolves in the wood 
you hear um, a few other odds and ends about the town. Um, you continue up to the... Can I talk, can I talk to the call? They're shouting out? Yeah, you can You can absolutely, if you, if you walk up to the kid, um, you can... Can uh, get up there. So, hey, hey, kid, uh, you got some information about that uh, gem mine? What, what's going on? What's more specific information? And I, I oh. slide him two coppers. Oh, he uh, uh, slides those into his pockets. It's like, look here, crazy monsters in the mine. Um, all I know is we've shut it down, uh, which is horrible because that's where we make all of our our funds to trade with the other towns right now. Um, if you, if you go to the town hall or the blue clam, um, I'm sure you can find the speaker, um, or, Oris, uh, Mastu, um, a half work. Uh, he, he, he's the speaker. If you talk to him, he, he can give you the details. Um, and then he goes, continues back in his shouting of, uh, uh, the gemstone mine is closed because of monsters. Uh, Speaker Mastu is offering 50 gold to anyone who can clear it out. Um, you guys continue to uh, the Blue Clam or... Where did he say Mastu was? Uh, he said he probably is either at the Blue Clam or he is if he's not at the Town Hall itself. I'm going to whip around to Zoko and I'm just going to like stand in front of him and just like arms up. We have to help these people. If it's their only source of income to be able to trade with the other towns, we have to go and clear out that mine for them. It's the right thing to do. Yeah, but how much are we getting paid? 50 gold. That's what the crier said. And Pondo's our leader, so we have to listen to him. Hey, 50 gold speaks to me. Yeah, I'm in. Let's do it. Yep. Um, so you guys are going to take the information. Um, do you guys go to, uh, the blue cloud? The town hall you said, right? You're going close to the town hall. It was kind of in the centered part of the, the, so like the town hall is right up here at the top. You're probably like just about like in this main intersection, just probably just around it. So you either can go to the blue clam knowing that you might get information about um, Targos or yeah, Torg's um, merchant guild and maybe see if you can see if the speaker is there as well, or you can continue to the town hall. It's up to you where you want to go. I say we check the town hall first or right here. Yeah. Sure. You guys round the corner and um, you can see, the streets are kind of picking up a bit in the morning. Um, you guys uh, walk up to the town hall and you can see like um, the door, the doors are firmly closed. Um, the, there's a big note hammered straight onto the door tacked in. It says the, the mines are closed. If you need information, please go to the blue clam. Uh, and then it's signed speaker uh, Oris uh, Mastu. I would like to uh, just take careful um, note or even copy in my journal the signature that's signed. I'd like to make note of that signature. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Just one hey, Maximus, 
Maximus, I've been meaning to ask you something. What's up with all the copper? Hello. Spencer's here this time. Hi. Yes. Oh, I just put a background. Here, now you can hear. You can hear hi. us now. Hello. Night. You say hi. 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 Hey, good night, everyone. Hi. Good night, everyone. Do you know what I got? No. What did you get? What's that? A doggy? A tail puppy. <gasps> it's so, so cuddly. Oh. That is That's so awesome. exciting. It's, it's so name? cuddly and and snuggly, and you can even sleep with it in your bed, and it has stuffing in it, <laughs> and it has green eyes. Does it have a name? It, yeah. Does yeah. It have a name? What's its, its name? Town puppy. Oh, so original. <laughs> okay, good say good night to them. Good night, guys. <laughs> night, Avery. Good night. Good night. Okay. Hey, Maximus, I got a question for you. Yeah. What's with all the copper? You only pay in copper. Isn't that heavy carrying around all that copper? Yeah, that's why I'm trying to unload some of it. Why you got so much copper? Well, I, I did a lot of busking in Waterdeep. Oh, all right. And that's kind of, you know, people come along and they, you know, it's kind of what they give, so. Okay, fair enough. I'm just curious. You seem to be unloading copper all the time. Yeah, you, you want some copper? I, I could trade you some copper. No, I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> all right, let's go, go to the clam then, I guess, right? That's where we're yeah, doing the Yeah, sure. Let, let, can, let's go. Yeah. Going, you head up. Uh, the roads into the docks. Um, does one of you want to just stop the one of the passerbyers and ask where it is, or are you just going to go and randomly look and follow people? Well, there's an arrow right on the map. Yes, but that there. arrow is there, mm. correct. <laughs> but does your character know where that is, Ray? Uh, I rolled a two on my history check, so no. Perfect, so no. <laughs> Did I roll Someone something with... so that Quincy doesn't just wander off? Well, you would have been following Smoke. Would it have been kind of like keeping an eye on you? As he has said in the past, uh, he is respectful of the elders and uh, is paying attention to you. Yeah, making sure you don't get lost in Disneyland. Yeah. You don't have a leash yet. Put it that way. Yet. Yet. We'll get you a good harness. Skunk, skunk, <laughs> yeah. Yeti uh, was suspicious of Quincy when we first met him because he seemed old and decrepit, but he fought well against the Mythics, so Yeti has a bit more respect for Quincy now. Uh, I have a question. Can I yes, cast yeah. Lightning Lure on Quincy to give him a leash? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you can, but there's no way to not make that damage him. That's fine. Well, as long as I can't pull him within five feet of me, it doesn't damage him. Oh, really? Yeah. What's the point of a leash, then? <clears throat> Drag him get... at ten feet distance? I gotta pick up Thorn with. Disregard. Sorry. Okay. Um, Smoke is Smoke paying start. attention to Quincy. Um, Maximus, do you want to maybe make a persuasion check and stop one of the passerbyers to see if you guys can figure out where... The blue clam is. Okay. Uh, that's nine. Nine. 
uh, you get rough directions and stop someone who's kind of in a hurry. Um, they're chattering. They're cold. They say it's just keep following the docks up to the north. You'll see it. There's a couple people up front, and you barely catch any more than that as they are like hurry running down the road to try and stay warm as well. Um, hey guys, we just follow the water, follow the docks. We'll go right to the blue clam. Yeah. Uh, so as you wind your way through um, the uh, the streets here, um, you come up to the uh, blue clam, and sure enough, uh, you can see the caravan with Aaron parked in the in the front seat, um, talking with some of the the passerbyers in front. And uh, you feel like you have successfully navigated to the Blue Clam. Um, uh, when you get up there outside the tavern, uh, you see two bundled up humanoids talking to one another. Um, as your group approaches, uh, one waves to you in a friendly manner and says, Huh, you seem entirely way too prepared for trouble. Are you here about the mine? Uh-huh. I look at Maximus. I don't mind. Yeah, we we were here looking for work, and now the mine's closed. You got work for us? Oh, uh, that I do. Um, uh, who who are you guys? I you seem new to me. Um, do you have like a group name or or like who are? What's your name, sir? Uh-huh. Maximus. Oh, uh, Maximus. Nice to meet you. I am. Uh, Oris uh, Mastu, um, the speaker for this town. Um, a few days ago, some uh, a group of kobolds crept into the mine, um, entering from the service and, and uh, forced some of the miners to stop. Uh, no one was hurt, but kobolds are way too dangerous for us uh, normal townsfolk to deal with. Um, we did hear about a human miners, some going missing, perhaps. Um, I don't, I don't know, maybe something might have crawled up from the bellies of the mine. I don't, I'm not quite sure. Um, or maybe, you know, if he didn't clip in and follow his safety procedure, he could have fell into the center of the mine. Um, uh, if you guys need uh, any more information, uh, feel free to talk about with a few people inside. Um, it's, it's quite cold. Um, you won't see many people going up and down from the mines these days. Um, we are offering 50 gold if you clear it out, uh, so we appreciate the help. Hunter's just going to push past Maximus and just, where can we find this mine? How can we help? How many if, are missing? You uh, can keep your gold. We don't need it. We just want uh, to help. Uh, wait, oh, uh, oh. Oh. What, sorry, what? Yeah. Maximus, and I'm sorry, your name, uh, small my, one? My name's Ponto. Just anything that we can do to help. Ponto, that, that's appreciated. Uh, Ponto here works for free, but I will collect on his behalf. Uh, we do not mind paying. We are grateful for your, your adventuring skills here. Uh, we, we thank you for your help. Um, we, are, we are very appreciative. Um, is there is there anything else I can help you guys with? If not, uh, there's you can feel free to just ask in uh, a few people inside if you need more details. 
Is there, is there anyone specifically the that can help us? Or um, they will point to? you to, like, if you follow uh, the road to the east, um, exiting uh, Termaline, uh, about half an hour, 45 minutes, uh, depending on whether you should come to the entrance of the mine. Do we need any supplies? Um, no, not really. Uh, there's there's ways of getting through the other the sections of the mines that are already well labeled. Um, I feel like if you guys can read and follow the directions, you should be okay. Is you, there is there any money up front for this job to be done? Oh, oh, I, I, I'm I'm sorry about that. Um, he, we don't have the the funds amassed right now. I'm in the throes of getting it ready, but uh, I can assure you there will be at, at least 50 gold uh, for upon completion with proof. Plus expenses. And Well, that would cover Maximus, your expenses as well. Just, just stop, Maximus. That's the right thing to do. We're here to help you, people. <laughs> expenses, talking like that, it's, it's wrong. sounds like you work with uh, Torg's uh, merchant. Or Don't worry. Maximus and the miners are on the job. What? What do you think? I don't even write that down in my notes. Maximus <laughs> and the miners. Smoke is, smoke is literally just like, like bouncing in one spot, looking down, trying to keep warm. <laughs> How warm is it in the mines? Well, it's definitely warmer than it is out here. Um, there is a bit of volcanic activity underneath the uh, tourmaline. Um, some of that uh, helps heat the lake and and um, and keeps some of the mine areas a little warmer than normal. That seems like good enough for me. But let's let's warm up before we go, though. Yeah, let's go in the blue clam. Uh, yeah. So you guys um, uh, thank the speaker and um, you enter into the uh, blue clam uh, where a. A human male uh, and his uh, middle-aged man, uh, long curly hair, golden eyes, golden uh, golden hair with gray eyes, um, by the name of Quinn Caskbrow, um, is running the joint. Uh, he says, "Hail and uh, good to see you guys. Uh, grab a seat if uh, you, you need to eat. Um, I'll be with you in a minute." I want to pull Zoko aside and say, "Hey, Zoko, look, I, I think it's better if if you just um, let me do my thing, you know, like let just like last time you were all like, hey, be a part of our group, and if I just have a little separation and just kind of talk to people, are we breaking up? I just I just need a little space." <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I did not understand what happened last time. I didn't know why you left us. You're just so intimidating that that um, you know I can talk to people one on one without you um, scaring them. Okay, that sounds good. You do talking, I do smashing, and smoke does smashing. We're Smash, Smash Brothers. Mm, I love that game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before before Ponto goes into the blue clam, can I just double check with Aaron to see if he needs anything? 
drink or some food or uh, Aaron waves and says oh hey Ponto huh. thanks again for offering it's no problem meth has already been out with uh, uh, a Samid and, and a bit of food from there so appreciate it thank you uh, good to see you all again best of luck hunting uh, that uh, merchant you guys are supposed to be looking for uh, we'll be here all night so if, if you find him let me know and uh, we have the, the rest of the guild for uh, completing that job as well Perfect. If you if you hear anything as well, be sure to be sure to keep a keep a thought out for us. Yeah, I will walk um, into the clam and I will beeline right to Maximus. Maximus, everyone's sitting over there. <laughs> and uh, the everyone in the the blue clam kind of turns and kind of like stares, <laughs> and they all kind of like chant, "Maximus, you're over there." Maximus, you're over there. <laughs> Maximus! And they're Maximus! like, I don't know Maximus! what we're doing. And like a few other cheers and hurrahs go up. And I don't know what you do, Maximus, but you've <laughs> I, seen I just, everyone. I, I understand the applause and the adoration of a crowd. And I stand up and, and accept their applause. Yeah. And uh, then what do you do? And then I say, drinks on me. I mean, yeah. and, and like the like the five or six people all cheer and and like raise their glass and they're starting to. You can see that in this town, it's it's a bit more lively. Uh, people are a bit more friendly. Um, seems like maybe the cold weather has not been awful because uh, the mine has been open and uh, they've been able to procure their goods and uh, also have the forest to the north. And the lake to the to the west, as well. So uh, there, there, a ruckus is going on in the um, in the blue clam. Uh, Where are you going? So all the group is kind of sitting at one table, and Maximus is kind of off by himself again. What is Maximus doing? Uh, well, I imagine now that my uh, cover's been blown, as far as my <laughs> Linking around, you guys. Uh, I think he's warming up. He's probably yeah, I'm just for everybody. I, I flip the can. other side. I'm going to be all flamboyant <laughs> and and I'm going to be uh, loud and expressive and mm-hmm. and okay. get drinks, drinks for the table. So you so you walk up to the um, the bar and you uh, Quinn says, "Oh, it's nice to see a, a friendly new face in here." Um, and he starts counting heads. He's like one, two, three, uh, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, oh, ten. Um, uh, he's like, yeah, everybody gets around. That's ten. Uh, just a He's completely ignoring you because there's like people sh- shouting and, and it's quite a, a a lively scene for kind of like uh, middle of the day. Um, he says right. it'll be. It'll be about one, maybe two gold tops uh, for everything to cover everyone. Um, would you want to, if you could pay now, that'd be great as he's yeah. starting to like, you know, pour drinks. Yeah. I pull out a big, big bag, like a good satchel of coins, set it on the bar. And I, and I say, oh, this should, this should last for the night. Uh, he's, he finishes pouring coppers. his like six drink and kind of like pokes in. I mean, what does he see? 
it's a it's a whole sack full of copper coins. How many? <laughs> is a sack. Well, there is four hundred coins in there. So there's four gold. Yep. Yep. So, so that will that will four four hundred copper that's... ways. Yeah, that's like that's like a Santa sack. Yeah, <laughs> that big. Come on. Four hundred <laughs> pennies. Yeah. And then uh, it, he looks at. It, he's like, "Oh, that's 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 a lot like, of copper. Do you know how much is in there?" Oh, that's, I don't count. Are you kidding? Okay. You can count uh, it. He he kind of takes a few out and kind of like does some weighting measurements and then picks up the bag. He's like, "Oh, this is, yeah, there's there's about like you know two three gold in here. Perfect." And uh, drops it in and starts delivering the drinks to uh, all the people. Um, do you have anything that you want to talk to Quinn about or ask him? Or is he going to be off uh, grabbing I'll, drinks? And... I'll wait till till uh, he's he's busy right now. Yeah. There's no he, sense trying to talk to him while he's got... He, he drops one off. He's like, I'll, I'll be right back. Thanks again. And yeah. he starts handing out the glasses of mead to everyone. Uh, he drops off a, 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 a four or five glasses at your table and just keeps going around. Couple here, couple there. And he's kind of he's kind of keeping track of how many he's pouring and if how if how much is written right you know how many he can pour without everybody kind of like going crazy he can probably stretch that out to mostly pay for almost everyone's whole night. It was only just like eight, eight pounds worth of copper. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll raise a glass towards Maximus. Uh, Maximus, I hear about your problem there. You, maybe I can teach you how to count. Yeah. Uh, so. Did you walk back to the table, Maximus? Or did yeah, you stay at the bar? I'm assuming you're back at the table if everyone's talking to you. Sure, yeah, I'm back at the table. I'm going to yeah. talk to the bartender later. I see he's busy. Yeah, he, he's running around. He, he can see he's talking to, like, some of the regular fishermen, some of the, like, trappers. A couple of the miners are there. They're all huffing about they being out of work, and they're, you know, they get their drinks in there, like they raise up to Maximus. Uh, you can kind of hear the cheers. Yeah, the, to Maximus. And then um, Quinn is back behind the bar. He's, he's, he's kind of, he like opens up the bag and starts to actually like count quickly. And he's, you can see him working busily behind the, uh, the bar counting, and, he, and he's counted properly. There was, there was four gold exactly in the bag. If you want to deduct that from your, Oh, yeah, it's gone. Or 400 copper. Yeah, I've subtracted the 400 so, copper. So that's perfect. Um, you guys are uh, at the table. Um, what are you guys talking about? Hey, I thought you weren't supposed to sit with us. Yeah, what did you figure out, Maximus? Well, I'm, uh, I'm just, um, I'm greasing the wheels right now. You know, uh, being a part of this uh, this group is actually in, in this environment is is going to work better for us. Uh, yeah, I figured that uh, sometimes stealth is the best, but for today, I think uh, this is going to work better. I don't think you have to be stealthy with these people. They're asking for help. You probably just need to ask them what they need help with. Have you tried that yet? No, I, no, no, I haven't. Oh, it was really nice of you to buy everybody drinks, though. Hey, you know, that's just the kind of guy that I am. They're like, 
mayor guy of the town has got us all set up already. We don't need to talk to anybody. Uh, what about those other fillers we were trying to find? Oh, we're past that now. Ponto has a new mission for us. Yeah, but I think we should investigate where those old, old those other people were. Oh. Oh, is that why we're in here? <laughs> what are... uh, who else do we see in the bar that uh, uh, we could talk to? Any other there's tables? Like, there's a couple of fishermen at one table. There was obviously a pair of miners. Uh, that were there that the, you heard them talking about work and how how they were pissed off because like you know um, they let miners into the bar yes miners not minors miners um oh I see. <laughs> are there any Max, traders? you are gonna get maximus and the miners as a group name if you keep going like are, that are there any traders <laughs> in the bar no there's no traders in the bar maximus likes Didn't miners? it be uh quincy and the miners uh, either that or it's going to be Magoo and the Miners. Maximus and Magoo. Miners. Yeah, it's Eminem and the Miners. In this world, there's no such thing as Miners. <laughs> yeah, there is. What kind of role play are you into? Wow. Smoke has turned, has turned a dark corner for the, for the first time. Some of the true Savannah culture and pride come out. <laughs> uh, Tell us more with your Jamaican accent. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. It, it all becomes canon tonight, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Oh. Wait, Tell see. us your deepest, darkest secret, Smoke. Oh. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> that one time with your sister. Oh. <laughs> so, Quincy, why don't you go over and talk to the fisherman? I'm going to go talk to the bartender. What do you want me to ask the fisherman? Ask him about uh, Cephic Caltro. Okay. Sounds uh, like a disease. <laughs> I got a little Cephic on my Caltro. Pat <laughs> <laughs> um, so Quincy quick. on the back and cast guidance. Oh, perfect. That's great. <laughs> uh, Quincy kind of hops with a step. He's like, oh, yeah, thanks. As he kind of thinks he's just getting a boost going, as you can see, he's slowly making his way across the room to this these two fishermen at a table. Um, Quincy, what do you ask them about? Uh, hi, hey, how's it going here, guys? You been oh, on Yeah, you're with that guy, that Maximus guy. Thanks, thanks again for the beer. Uh, yeah. The mead's great here. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's good. It's, yeah. yeah. Oh, you guys, fishermen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You? No, 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 I don't fish. No? Oh, you, you should try it up. It's, you know, when it's not shit weather outside and cold as crap, it's not bad, you know. Uh, a few years ago, though, oh, the summertime fishing early in the morning, it's beautiful here. It's quiet. It's nice. Yeah, yeah I guess, guess it'd be quiet because nobody comes here, right? Well, that, yeah, but uh, in the morning when the, you know, before everyone was hustling and bustling, it was nice to go fishing on the lake. Uh, uh, there's these, 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 uh, 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 and the, my, the, the fishermen are like, these, like uh, these two fellows that, that they're, they're miscreants. Okay. 
Uh, 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 what were their names again? Zephnik Paltrow. I roll roll a history check to see if you remember their names. <laughs> Guidance. Yeah, had your D four. History. Yeah. Okay. Right, negative one. An eight. Plus a D four. <laughs> Plus a D four. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Negative one. Yeah, I'm not the smartest. That's not I mean, a wizard. You don't, you don't have to use it. No, I'm. I'm oh no. shoot! Oops, I pressed the button too many times. You get uh, to add three to that one. It's okay. Okay, so I add two, two to that. So you get so, a, an eleven. No, a ten. Because I added your custom roll, and your custom roll, the first one was a three. Oh, okay. So, okay. Uh, for a total of eleven, you remember. Oh, that- what was it? It was it was Sephic and Torg. Sephic and Torg. And it just like jolts open something Tor- like Tor- something told you in your mind. Torg. Tor- 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 uh, uh, yeah, we're, we're looking for these guys. Named- oh, Tor- Torgs. Tor- oh, the, the merchant. Yeah, they, they pulled in early this morning. Um, yeah, they're set up just outside towards the mine if you... If you uh, need some wares, you know, you go go ahead. They've kind of got like a few dog sleds and some like the canopy open, so that just to cover their their goods from the snow. Oh yeah, talking mm-hmm. some wares. I mean, it's expensive, but you know, if you need something, you need something. You gotta buy it. You gotta buy it. Oh yeah, yeah. That's I was told that they were very expensive. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, thanks. Thanks for the information. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and, uh, if anybody asks, uh, yeah, you don't know who I am. See you. <laughs> you. And they kind of just like wave oddly, like they're like, you didn't tell us your name. Uh, so, and they kind of just, they kind of like turn to each other and they're like just baffled at like some weird, mysterious conversation just happened that they were a part of and they didn't quite catch everything. They caught that he was old. He stumbled over his words. Torgs, that reminded them of, of like, you know, the merchant group. Um, then about the mines and then kind of muttered something about a headache and then just walked off. Yeah. And so, so Quincy's going to stagger back to the table, sit down and not say a word. Okay. Meanwhile, I'm at the bar. He goes, Quincy, what were you doing? I would talk to the fishermen over there. That's what they were. Yeah. And and what did you guys talk about? Uh, Fishing. And uh, there's some kind of merchant named Torg outside the mine. Sorry, what? Torg is inside the mine? Outside the mine, the guy's set up. He's got a nice uh, um, dog sled with a cover. Uh, he's very expensive, though, so I don't know if we should go or see him. Zoko and Ponto, you kind of like look mystified. And he's like, you found Torg's merchant group? Like, he's he's on the east side? He's just It's just outside. He's going to be here all today. And you kind of just like start frantically kind of like, okay, we got to like, we got to make a plan. And you guys start maybe... Uh, trying to formulate a plan of like what to do when you find 
um, towards. It sounds like uh, you're describing Ponto and not Zoko. Yeah, I know. Zoko doesn't get frantic and any of that. <laughs> Your version of frantic is like, oh yeah, we we need mm. to have a plan. That's a great <laughs> idea. Good job. I told Maximus all he needed to do was ask. It was really nice of him to buy all these people drinks, but Quincy just went over and started talking to people. This is amazing. <laughs> you figure that Quincy. probably probably Maximus's drinks uh, to everyone has maybe loosened their lips a bit and kind of improved their moods. I would never give Maximus that credit. You would. Yeah. You don't need to. I just <laughs> said you figured. Um, Maximus, you're walking up to the to the bar. Um, you hear Quinn talking uh, to a few other people, and he he waves down. He's like, "Oh, do you need another already?" Yeah, yeah. Pour me another. Yeah, he pours you another and hands it over. He's like, "What can I find? Uh, what can I find for a friend of Termaline? Uh Hi, I'm uh, Quinn Casprow. Uh, your name is Maximus, right? Maximus Overtone. Oh, wonderful! Nice to meet you. He kind of puts out his hand to shake yours. Um, and you shake his hand. Oh, I shake his hand. Oh, perfect, good. Um, a firm, firm, strong grip on uh, this guy. Um, you, he, he grabs your hand. He's like, "What can I help you with, uh, other than uh, pouring some more drinks for everyone?" Quinn, uh, we're we're in town, but uh, <clears throat> we're in town looking for uh, a man that goes by the name of. Sephic Caltro. And you kind of see like a, a an abrupt <coughs> change in his his facial expressions. Oh, Sephic. What what do you why are you trying to get mixed up with him? He's an odd one. I, I expect him here tonight. He usually just raises a hair like you do and buys people drinks and then mocks us a little bit and you know, pisses off after he's kind of like drunk a bit. That does he uh, pay his bills? I mean, everybody pays their bills before they drink here. Um, kind of got to give Sephic a bit of a credit. He's he's a smooth talker. He knows what he's doing. Be well, wary of him. Well, we won't have any roughhousing in in your tavern. I oh. grab a chair and smash it over Smoke's head. <laughs> you do not hear this conversation, Zoko. Oh, that would damn. Be- <laughs> oh. Food fight! <laughs> um, what What else do you know of uh, Sephic uh, or or the troop that he travels with? Oh, uh, well, usually, like I said, we we see uh, Torga. She uh, she's usually in here. Um, her two regulars, the goons, um, nothing really noticeable about them. And then obviously Sephic kind of takes the cake with his, uh, you know, piercing blue eyes. He's a looker for sure, but um, odd fellow. No, no winter gear on him. Likes the cold, I guess. Just it's very strange. Uh, does he play any instruments? Ah, uh, not really. Um. Well, I'll have you know that I play a few instruments. Perhaps oh. we can play here and and earn a little coin. That's that's not a bad idea. It'd be a pretty good night because uh, you know you've obviously started 
greasing the wheels here already dropping some some gold like you know you're gonna buy a few few cans of mead for everyone here tonight so a few glasses so uh say we come to an agreement uh maybe 10 gold uh 10 gold could be fair after the end of a good night uh we'll see how it goes no problem all right then um Um, I'd like a little more information about this Torga. Oh, well, she, she's kind of the leader, bit of a, hard to figure. Um, just give me one second. All of Torga. Nope. I'm just Mm -hmm. scrolling down to where it is. Um, Um, we know that she is a dwarf. Um, she's kind of a rougher looking, uh, person, um, looks shady, um, usually keeps quiet, but only deals, uh, deals with customers as they come along, hawking her goods. Um, uh, have you usually her, just, have you seen her in the pub before in the tavern? Uh, she comes, usually keeps on her own, um, try and um, not interact with her too much because... Uh, what kind of weapon does she carry? Uh, she definitely has uh, uh, a hammer and a shield, uh, usually with her at all times. Um, she She's she's tough. Don't, uh, don't be uh, crossing her. She's she she knows what she's doing. Uh, she seems um, a bit ruthless and has a, a quick, quick, quick to be angered. Um, so just keep that in mind. Okay. And then I'll take the stage if there's a a, a position. Either I'll hop up on the bar and I'll play a tune. Okay. Um... Yep, so that's that's fine. Uh, if you want to start making a performance check. Quincy, I think Maximus needs you to join him. He's going to play some music. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got to jump up on stage, though, with him. Yeah, I don't know. Is there a stage or is it just the, the bar? No, there's definitely kind of like a little stage off to the corner uh, in the one in... If it's a square or a rectangular room, it'll be on like the northeast side. Okay, so my song goes. Oh, since my baby left me, oh, I found a new place to dwell. Down at the end of Lonely Wood at the East Side Hotel. That's, keep, that's keep very going. good. I like it. Carry yeah. on. No, I can't do any more, uh, or I can't <laughs> afford the royalty. <laughs> You're yeah, allowed to just going to start banging on the table. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, Dirty 20. Oh, perfect. Um, you, with a great rendition of this song, uh, Maximus has, has picked up the bar and they're, they're starting to call and uh, cheer on, um, cheer on oh. his performance. I rolled a 10 for Quincy. 
for Portland. Perfect. Yep. Uh, for some reasons, Quincy's non-interruptance is not taking away anything from your performance as well. Nice. So your your performance goes on for the next, I don't know, hour at the most, and then uh, you kind of wave and say thanks, and uh, and it's like I'll be I'll be here. Uh, what do you say when you're done? Uh, I'll just say, and just remember that's Maximus and the Miners. <laughs> I'm only four years old. <laughs> Um, I'll go straight to the bar. And, I'll go straight to the bar and look at Quinn for my gold for my performance. Well, he's, he's he applauds you and says, "Perfect! If you uh, if you have a, one more performance like that, I can give you your ten gold, no problem." All right. Um, you go back to your table after that. I thought he needs another performance. Yeah, not right away, obviously. Okay. Uh, I think later he was implying a performance later in the evening when it's busier. Correct. Not the morning drinkers. Got it. So you go back to your table and you can talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, uh, that's a great, uh, great singing voice. Yeah, good job, Maximus. Hey, you guys are a part of this. Uh, you know, we're a team here. And uh, I, I, all these earnings, you know, I'm going to share it amongst the party and we'll, we'll all split in the in all the gold. OK, and I'd like to have a rousing speech and kind of <laughs> boost my team. I don't know if I'm paying attention. How much uh, how much are they giving us uh, Four hit four temporary hit points? Hey, um, was that your was that your speech right there? The rousing. This was trying to uh, encourage Avoid. my team oh, uh, that okay. that we're we're all in this together, and uh, you know the the money and earnings, you know, are going to be split and shared amongst everyone. Oh, maybe you mm-hmm. should give Quincy his uh, share of the first batch of money then. Oh, if he if he wants it, he trusts me to hold on to it for him. I, I mean, they're safer with me. Quincy, do you want your ten gold that you earned from the the first meeting? Sure. Oh, there you go. Perfect. And did Quincy, did you hear him say that? Pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd like to use minor illusion and mimic Quincy's voice to see to say, oh, oh, I think you you're better off holding on to it for me. You're being the snake man again, Maximus. <laughs> uh, sure, roll a performance check. Or no, a deception check. Oh, terrible. Five. Yeah. It My insight sounds... bonus is higher than five, so. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds more like maybe Aaron rather than Quincy's voice is kind of coming out and you're you kind of like... <clears throat> And you're like, kind of like, that <clears throat> <laughs> was a joke, guys. It was just a joke. Uh-huh. And you hand over the 10 gold to Quincy. Okay. I'm subtracting it from my inventory. Quincy, you add it. So it sounds like Torga is outside of town, 
But we were supposed to separate this one guy from the rest of Torga, we were told. But maybe this is the time to do it. Since they're outside of town already. Well, if we wait here, they'll come here and we could ambush them, but we'd have to fight them all. Uh, we were yeah, told. I think that'd be a bad idea because it'd be a public good display, and uh, I don't think we want to get off the wrong foot in a new town. Yeah, I agree, Quincy. Eloquently well, said. I'm always up for a good fight. Yeah. Just, uh, I can't remember. Somebody told us we shouldn't engage Torga directly, just Sepik, because we don't know. Yeah. Uh, you remember Hilm told you guys that uh, you wanted to just uh, deal with Sephic. Um You don't know. think you, Hilm wasn't sure if Sephic was or if Torg Torga was working with Sephic, um, but um, that uh, probably it was just Sephic working on his own, right? Uh, murdering these um, ten towners. So, how would we go about doing that? Maximus could maybe. Well, you guys know that uh, probably Torg's whole merchant group of Torga, the two uh, like bodyguards and Sephic, will you probably come into the Blue Clam tonight? Um, you don't know what's going to happen after that point, um, but usually they make their way. Um, it's kind of up to you guys if you, if you guys want to approach them on the outskirts of town or wait for them here or something in between. It's up we to could, you. We could go up to them and maybe see about buying something. And then uh, Maximus can come up with a reason why we need to Lure the one guy away. We find could, uh, I could offer my services as a as a mercenary for them, and maybe I need to try or uh, prove my skill outside or something or in another room, and I can distract the the main guy. Hmm. Something like that should work. I think we got our plan completely finalized. Let's do it. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Whoa, 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 guys. Slow what? down. Slow down. Huh? What do you mean? Yeah. Man comes in. I smash. Done. Seems good. Uh, so, you think it's better to do this in town or out of town? I think better we walk right up to them right now and smash them. <laughs> I need more than one leash. <laughs> Maximus thinks to himself. <laughs> Make a deception check. <laughs> You're inciting my inner thoughts? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can't hear them, Zoko. <laughs> Although you're good at reading, getting better at reading his expressions. Uh-huh. You feel like you got some of that. I got 20 higher than his uh, deception check. <laughs> I, I telepathically speak to Zoko. Because... Oh, I forgot you could do that. <laughs> <laughs> what? I say to Zoko, he can't be trusted. 
telepathically. I reach for my quarterstaff. <laughs> You're hearing voices in your head. What's happening? And uh, Quincy says to Zoko in his head as well. Oh, what yeah, the I fuck? don't know about this Ma- Maximus guy. Oh my god. <laughs> I start uh, smashing my head see. against the table. Just like goes over to uh, Zoko and just like, are you all right? Voices in my head. What? Voices, Whoa. so many voices. Whoa. You're, you're hearing voices? I mean, no. they sound like Quincy and Ponto, but they just they pop into your mind rather than, like, you know, just speaking with words. <laughs> Maybe you should go get some uh, fresh air. Okay. okay. I will go. Ponto, in his vast adventuring experience... I love the starts of those phrases, Ponto yeah. and his vast exper- adventuring experiences. And what is he going to do? Currently has two goals. One is to go to the mines and help this town. Two is to stop at the outskirts where these uh, merchants are set up. And whether we confront them there or not, we can at least check it out and we can at least see who we're up against. I agree. We go, we see if we should buy something, see what the situation is. Maybe we don't act. Okay, so... Well, I can always go like for an, uh, a new coat. Yeah, you need another coat. New yeah. earmuffs. We act like traders until we become traders. We just go there to buy stuff. See what they have for sale. Alright. All right. So what are you guys doing? We head out of the blue clam towards the gem mine. Yes. So you guys exit the blue clam. Everybody is cheering. Uh, Quinn like kind of shakes his head. Maximus, you're leaving? Like I thought you were going to do another performance tonight. Well, you can pay me for the first one, and I'll come back later and do another one. Well, that, that's why I'm going to give you 10 gold. Like, what? I, you're coming back tonight, though, right? Oh, yeah, we're coming back. That's... We're just going a little shopping. Oh, shopping. Are you going outside to Torgs? Well, we're just going to see what the situation's like. Okay, well, you know, four hours from now, if you could be back here, that'd be great. Um, like, you know, yeah, actually, that's could I get usually... an advance on that so I can spend it at the trader shop? No. Okay, well, how about just for the first performance? Uh, Max, stop she... being greedy. We're sorry, we're sorry. He's joking, it's fine. No, this is a private conversation. <laughs> I mean, Come on, they can hear you because he's shouting kind of like across the way. He's like, kind of like shocked that you're leaving. He's like, well, I mean, I guess like, if you want, like, sure, I'll, I'll give you two gold for your first performance. Cool. Um, All right. He just it. tosses tosses the two coins. I was like, "You're, re- you'll be back, right?" Like that that was really good. He throws the big bag of copper coins back. This bag comes at you with a decent amount of force. Uh, roll like a dexterity save. Yes. We'll see if it beans you. Natural twenty. You like be without like blinking, just oh. 
I grab he's, it really he's here. used yeah. to having big <laughs> big things thrown at his head yes um, all of your stage performing expertise comes to shine and, and you grab the bag of uh, copper and uh, stow it again as uh, he says, "Gal, see you in a in a few hours." And uh, so it's the same bag of copper from before. No, it's not. With four hundred copper in it. It's it's about half as light. Okay. You got two hundred oh. copper thrown back at you. How far away is Torga from here? How long? Uh, they're just outside. Maybe maybe half an hour or so if you walk straight across. Um, Perfect. And then if you keep. Keep following, you can get to the mine. No problem. Now, now when I uh, gave my rousing speech, did we all get four temporary hit points? Do you want me to roll for that? Sure, you can roll a performance check, and we'll see how good. I took the hit points, but I'll judge you poorly if you didn't uh, do well. <laughs> I'll let that, you know. That's another natural 20. Oh, oh perfect. Yeah. So you get, you get all four of those temporary hit points. You feel roused by the speech you are guys are going to work together there's not going to be much infighting no shenanigans are happening tonight fuck that <laughs> um you guys are ready to go so you guys are headed out of town um there's still a few people out um kind of doing their daily business um we will take a short break as we're exiting town before we get into some other stuff where we might get locked in for a bit. Okay. Perfect. So we will take a break and we'll see you all back in a bit. Uh, are we good to continue on? Yeah, we're ready. Do it. Okay. So you guys exit uh, uh, Termalane and uh, you come upon uh, just outside of the roads as uh, mostly there's nobody on the roads. Uh, you see three heavy dog sleds kind of set up on, on the side of the snow. Uh, you see a olive-skinned man in, like, uh, black leathers, um, no cold-weather gear. Uh, you see a shorter uh, dwarvish-looking uh, character and um, uh, two guys with the uh, dog sleds, the three dog sleds, and then, like, two other people... Um, watching the goods and uh you you assume that this is uh torga and uh, torg's merchant uh group what would you like to do i look at maximus is he doing anything uh, maximus here's quincy yeah here's quincy's voice in his head quincy says why don't you go look what they have for sale? I'm going to pat Maximus on the back and cast Guidance. All right. I'm just going to sort of pace about 10, 15 feet away and just sort of like wander back and forth, you know, like dragging my feet, making the ice in the snow. Mm -hmm. uh, you see, yeah, Torga is, is uh, kind of just uh, sitting in the back Trying to like keep an eye on everything. Uh, Sephic is in front. Uh, he he sees you guys come out. He's like, "Hey, uh, hail and well met. Uh, you guys uh, need uh, some goods. I don't know who, which 
audio source that oh that came from yours. I was like, wow. Um, oh no, that wasn't. I, I'm I'm the one approaching. Okay. Um, to look at the yeah, you, you hear Sephic uh, uh, call as like hail and uh, well met. Uh, uh, good to see you, uh, you, you young. Oh, that's coming from Beckers. Um, you see Sephic say to you guys, hail and well met. It's good to see you guys. Um, hey, Becker. Becker. Yeah. Your audio from your phone is coming through your microphone. Is it? Yep. <laughs> oh, it again. Yep. So we all heard whatever you were watching, which was very distracting. First, the very, uh, screaming very, woman really frightened yep. me, and then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's too bad it wasn't. I hate, I hate Zoom. This only happens on Zoom. Um. So, uh, Safik uh, calls out. It's good to see you guys. Um. You know, it's nice to see travelers. Uh, do you have any needs uh, for some cut wood, um, some flint or tinder, uh, flask of whale oils, blankets, furs, rations, wines? Uh, we've got all sorts of things. Just uh, uh, what are you guys looking for? And and just immediately like dives full into trying to like, what do you guys need? Can I help you out? And he's going full salesman on this, trying to like uh, trying to work his. Uh, Persuasion, so to speak. I would like torches. Uh, torches. Torches, no problem. Yeah, yeah, we got torches. How many do you need? Uh, I have five torches I need. Five torches, that's no problem. That's a gold apiece for a torch. That'll be five gold. A gold apiece for a torch? Yeah, I know it's expensive these days. The wood is expensive. You got to cut the trees down. If you don't cut the trees here, you can't. There's trees right there. There's a forest right beside us. I understand, but I've already done the work. This is what we got to do. I'm sorry it's been here. Cut some trees. It's just just go cut some trees right now. No, I'm good. I don't need torches, though. Thank you. And he he continues to like you know he's it's not my fault the prices are so expensive. It's been winter here for two years. Like not that it really bothers me, but you know whatever. What's that about? Why you not wear more furs? Oh, it's not that cold. Come on, you're barely wearing any either. Um, you, from your short little banter here, Suffolk seems like a pretty smooth operator. He he is he is good with his words. He is he is quick to back up and like say it's not really my fault. It's more like the surroundings fault why everything is so expensive mm-hmm. and tries to plead the case of, well, you know, I'm just trying to help you out. If you're going into the mine, I, it's not my fault. You guys need torches. Like, you know, we're just providing a service for you guys. This is the price. We're really sorry. We, we empathize with it, but the price is the price. And and how much would the price be for, uh, for you to assist us as a, as liaison into the mines. Oh, well, that's pretty hard. I, uh, my boss is kind of looks over at, at Torga is like, you know, she, she relies on me for doing my job, which is what I'm doing here. Like I can't really go and 
I mean, how much are you guys offering even? Like, you got to beat what, like, she's paying me. Uh, What's your day rate? Oh, my day rate? Yeah, what does she pay you? She thinks, like, how much she's getting, you know, on a good day, it's about 20 gold a day, you know, plus some meals and whatnot. So if, Maximus, you don't pay need... me 20 gold a day. What are you doing? I'm just asking the man what his day rate is. I didn't ask you what your day rate is. I mean, so if you if I got to pay, you got to pay, she's got to cover I'll me. So him, uh, 40 gold. That's what you hear in your head. So 40 gold would cover it. You'd come with us for one day. Oh, 40 gold. Well, you know, I'll I'll talk to Torga and and, and I can I'll see I'll see what happens. You know what? Um, How about I go talk to Torga? Oh yeah, Torga doesn't deal with random people that just show up. I'll 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 deal with Torga, and he kind of like gets in your face. He's like, "Whoa, what's the matter? You can't make a decision on your own. You got to go get heard." <laughs> no, I got to make sure I'm covered with my boss because. You know, she pays for my day to day. If I go with well, you guys, we'll pay she for your, leaves. your day that's missed. We'll pay for that. Oh, I know. But what about the next day and the next day if she decides to leave? Like, you know, I, I got to make sure, like, I, what do you guys need me for? Well, we just need a, a liaison to help guide us into the mines. Why do you? Why do you need me? I don't know anything about the, the mines. The mines are, they're pretty dangerous. And, and I'll so. just keep kicking around snow. Just, you know, tie a little halfling over here. What use is he going to be? Back your cord again? I, I, I speak telepathically to Maximus. Make fun of the halfling. He's going to be useless. You need some muscle. Yeah, you see who I'm traveling with here. I mean, we got an old guy, we got a little guy, and then these other two, uh, they're more trouble than they're worth. We need someone who knows the mines. Well, I, I don't know any us. of the mines. I just I just help Torga with her stuff. I, I'm good at talking with people. I'm good at sales. Speaking of sales, I still need five gold for you. And he's pointing at Zoko like, are you, do you need torches or not? No, I'm not buying torches for that price. No way. Well, I have fun being blind in the mines. <coughs> Scam artist he is. I don't know about this. This seems fishy. I'll walk over to the Zoko and with my back turned towards Sephic, I'll rumble through a pouch and I'll like offer him five gold and it's like, do you need the torches? No, oh, I, I have the money. It's the it's the principle of the thing. Stuff catches that it says exactly it's the principle if you need the torches i have the torches pay me the five golden here's your torches two gold for all five torches no okay it's five gold and that's the price i i mean if you buy 10 i can do it for seven gold no you got any cool things special things for sale uh, uh um, I've got some wine if you guys want. I've got um, some some ale, um, a bit of medicine, a uh, couple of vials of poison, maybe. That kind of covers it. Mm. Any of that know. sound interesting? I don't know. I heard you're pretty 
special guy. You don't seem that special to me. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm the one selling here. I've been doing this all day. You're not the first customer, but thanks. It's good to see you. You know, if you need your torches, at least you know where I am. At least till to tomorrow. So, you know, it's good, good to see you. It's good. Thank you for your time. Yeah, uh, I'm interested in the whale oil. How much for the whale oil? Oh, the whale oil. Um, how much do you need? Do you need like you know, um, like one one flask full or yep, like one two? Flask. One flask. It's it's a uh, it's a bit expensive because we got to get it all the way out from the moving ice. Uh, I think I think I can do <laughs> do three gold for for the flask of oil right now. All right, I'll buy a flask of oil. And he passes you uh, a flask of whale oil, and you pass him three gold. It's appreciated. Um, I mean, I can still talk to Torga uh, if you guys need my help, but I, I really don't need to go into mine. So I think you're very important in our mission. That's okay. I'm I'm Suffolk, and you are. Oh, I'm uh, Smoke. Oh, uh, nice to meet you, Smoke. Uh, do you need anything? I'm here to sell stuff, not, you know, lead you guys to the mine, which you can clearly see is down the road. Yeah, but you're a local here. You know, I, I am most definitely not a local here. I I travel through. I am. We're heading out uh, tomorrow, uh, kind of just in the early morning, not well, like mid morning. Uh, we usually head out to the next stop, and away we go. You're saying that you've never been to this town before? I've been to Termaline before, absolutely, but I've never been to the mine, no. So you have more experience than we have. We just arrived here. Uh, wow, yeah. I, I mean, I guess in that sense I do, but I mean, do I have experience in the mine? No, I don't. Insight um, check. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I probably don't realize anything. <laughs> nope. That's an eight. You think he's telling you the truth? Where did you say you're headed next? Uh, I don't know. That's the boss's work. I'm just here to sell the goods. Um, uh, I can still talk to Torga if you'd like, uh, but uh, you know, it'll be 40 gold, you know, uh, 10 for her, uh, 30 for me, just because she's got to pay somebody else, one of the other cronies to cover my job. Uh, gotta be, I got to be back by night's end, though. That's That's kind of the deal. And so I'd like to. Um, I, can we see Torga from here? Yep. Yeah, you can see her in the back uh, with the other two um, okay, let me, dog let me, sleds. And she's like thirty feet away. I mean, she's within earshot. She's kind of like half paid attention to the conversation, knowing that she might be getting some more money uh, because uh, you guys are like trying to like call Suffolk out to make him join you guys oh, so she's kind of hearing us yeah she definitely is because you guys aren't being quiet about this no. you guys are talking you're bantering so let let me um talk with my team oh and sure yeah i mean for if, a minute yeah and have a little uh powwow yeah uh so maximus and the miners what are we going to do here we go mining. who are we supposed to kill uh, you have He's been asked to asked dispatch. Yeah, uh, I will say this for you because, Becker, <laughs> you're filling in for Gordon. We appreciate that. Um, 
Iln, uh, old adventurer, just in a village outside of Icewind Dale, has asked you guys to dispatch Sephic Caltro uh, in the hopes of, uh, on her theory, um, Sephic has been killing um, the Dale folk uh, that have gotten out of the uh, sacrifices every new moon. Um, some of the towns sacrifice a person to the Frost Maiden to try and appease her for her eternal winter here. Um, uh, she thinks that Sephic is killing the people that try and swindle their way out of getting into the lottery, so to speak. Okay. So obviously, the, uh, different towns... Uh, Different towns sacrifice different things, uh, people, uh, heat, um, food. Um, so the towns that sacrifice people, um, they have a big lottery. They choose a name. That person comes forward. But obviously people can get their way out and swindle their way out. And that's who she thinks Sephic is killing. So. Hunger Games. Pretty much. Very Hunger Games-esque. Yes. <laughs> So Maximus will say to the group, um, "This doesn't seem to be working. Maybe we want to try the uh, the mind link." Quincy, do you think that you could mind link with Torga and convince her to let Sephic go? Maybe bring the price down. You're yeah, muted. If only we'd bring his mic down. Yeah, bring your mic the down. The mind link is going to be. To like lure the Zephic, isn't it? I'm going to mind link with Okay. Uh, Him too. I, I mean, what can we okay, pull together? Can we afford this guy? Okay. Premature your mind link. That's what I imagined Quincy doing to mind link. <laughs> Very like Jetsons esque. Uh, uh, Zephic. Uh, and you uh, kind of see Zephic kind of moving his head. The, the Frost Maiden has asked me to ask you to come into the mine. I'm pretty sure I don't know who you are. I don't think you know who I am. Oh, I know who you are. <laughs> Marley? Can you make a deception check, please? Roll a 20. Uh, We're all whistling in a corner blocking Quincy. From oh. oh, come on. <laughs> Got a nine. Uh, uh, you, you try your best to persuade him. Um, but it's kind of falling on deaf ears. He's like, yeah, 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 sure, sure. He's kind of looking around your guys' group and he's kind of seeing uh, maybe the old man is like not kind of like making contact, but is concentrating really hard, staring at the snow and kind of mumbling a bit. He's like, yeah, uh, sure, I will just jump right into the mines now. Thanks a lot. Uh, yeah, the Frost Maiden, thanks. Kind of like stops talking. So, how much money do we have? Can we afford this guy? Well, yeah. you got a couple gold. I know you got, I don't know how much you guys have in gold. So, 
you guys I, can pool 40. I've got 12, and I've got oh. um, Ponto's 10. Smoke's That's, loaded. He has 18. Just, why don't we just wait till he goes to sleep? And then. I mean, he's going to, you guys know that he's going to go back to the blue clam if you guys want to, like, you know, hit him up and, like, buy him more drinks and, like, maybe, like, you know, see where that leads you. I don't know. Yeah, that's another. What, possible if, uh, what if we get him right? Their, their caravan somehow uh, sabotage it so the boss has to stay and then he goes back and we waylay him when they're separated. Does does the whole caravan go to the blue clam? Yep. Yeah, they all go. They all go there. They, like you know, there's there's at least two drivers or no, sorry, three. Nope, two drivers and then two bodyguards and then Suffolk and then uh, Torga. So I mean, they're, they're a pretty big group. So they walk in. Torga obviously pays for the meal, pays for a drink or two. But Suffolk is you know usually loud, boisterous, buying people drinks. He's having a good time. He's carrying on. Uh, you guys definitely know that this is Sefik. He is, you can see bare arms. Like he's just, he's got gear. Like it's just like just past his shoulders. Um, even when he's breathing, you can see like a little bit of his breath coming out. Like he, the weather is not bothering him at all. And uh, this seems to be your guy. And he's human? Um, I think he is. Um, yeah, he's definitely human. Uh-huh. Huh. He's in his 30s, olive complexion, dark hair, pulled back in a ponytail, no facial hair, dressed in stylish vest with matching pants and boots. Look, I say we pay the guy and we and take him up to the mines. And, and paying him is going to have him join us in the mines or just get to the entrance to the mines? We have to pay him ahead of time. I mean, he'd probably want half up front and half when he finished. Um, I mean, if and he, he would probably just like walk you guys up to the mine. He's not going in the mines. He's no. he's got to get back. He he knows his job. Um, but you guys haven't explored that quite as much. But you kind of get that the sense from him. So let's pool the money. I don't like the idea of paying. I don't see a problem with paying. Because if we take this guy out, we get our money back. He's gonna give ten gold to the boss, which is fine. We lose ten. Okay. So That's the reward that you get from the quest. Who's got the take money? Take him out. Yeah, who's got the money? Well, you're the one that says you you don't mind paying, so. Yeah. Ponto. You're Mister Moneybags. Bam and copper. Party gold. <laughs> So, so we have we have what in our party fund? Well, everyone else wanted their party gold back, <laughs> and so the only person's why. party gold that I'm holding is yours. Okay. So, so there's I've my got, ten in there. I've got ten from you and ten from me, so that's twenty. Okay, I can give you another ten. But you don't need to do that. I'll I only need 10. twenty up front, so. Well, you guys haven't gone down that road. You need to go down that road to see how that conversation plays out. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna telepathically 
tell Maximus, I think you need to really focus in on this guy's pride, on how strong he looks and how we need somebody sturdy to come up and help us. And you you really you really need to go above and beyond. Like this is one of those annoying guys that you see at like carnivals that he just stands out and yells at people all day long. He's not gonna get tired. You gotta work off of that. As a very good observation Spencer. Maybe not Ponto, but Spencer, yes. Ponto's vast experience. Okay, so he's a barker. That's all he is. If everybody's on board with this, let's pay him to get him up to the mines and we'll Okay, so you guys break your your uh your little uh, your head, your minor huddle, um, and uh, you walk back to Sefik. It's gonna stick with me now, Maximus and the miners. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, gonna be the minor huddle. Let's use all uh, smoke's money. <laughs> so yeah, use 10 from smoke. Oh, 18 uh, from smoke. <laughs> sure, you can use 18 from smoke. That's a conversation you have to deal with later. Yeah, I don't mind um, that. It's going to be recorded, so just be aware. Thank you, Ray. <laughs> you could just suggesting this that part. we use. <laughs> nope, I don't do any of this. This is, is all that, him. How is this my fault? Oh man, this is the this is where Ray's shit disturber comes through. Oh yeah, I <laughs> that's one hundred percent true. <laughs> okay, so you guys break your minor huddle. Uh, Maximus walks back to Sefik. And all right, Sefik, uh, we've come up with the money. Uh, oh, perfect. You guys, I think you should talk to Torga and uh, get the day off. Sure, I guess. Yeah, you're you gonna see... join us you... in the mines, right? Sefik, <laughs> no, and then he walks and turns off and walks to Torga. And, and you see a conversation, he's and he's, he's shrugging his shoulders, he's like, he's. Playing his hands back, he's like, "It's like not me. They want to pay me. Like you, you can just the see." The time that like everybody's looking back, I've been like shuffling back and forth, making the snow all icy. I'm gonna slip when everyone's looking, just fall on my ass, be like, Whoa. And they all like stop when that happens. Uh, do you want to make a performance check to see how good the slip is? This might be one of those things. Where if you roll really bad, it might be better. Well, buddy's <laughs> not gonna help. No, well, I mean, a natural twenty. You're you're gonna do a very good job of the whoop, you whoop, sell whoop, it. whoop whoosh, yeah, and you yeah, sell it. Yeah. Like both feet go in the air, the arms go up. Like your 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 vambrance kind of clanks almost off your hand. Your 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 pouch components go the other way, and um, and Sefik and Torga just kind of look at you there, and, and Torga just. Shakes her head and see, and you just see the hand motion of go like this, and Safik uh, just nods and says, uh, "Yeah, I've uh, I can accompany you guys to the uh, mine. Uh, Forty gold is the price. Uh, Twenty now and uh, twenty when we're back up at the top, and no par- no harm, no foul. I can guide you up to where the mine is." All right, uh, I pay him the twenty gold. He uh, takes uh, 10 of the gold and just like wraps it off and tosses it straight to Torga 
and um, we're paying out of out of smokes, smokes. So, uh, <laughs> yep, you guys smoke. will have to be explained why smoke has no money uh, next session. Okay. Um, so you see this like well dressed, uh, confident man says, "Well, if uh, you guys know, we got about uh, about a half hour journey up ahead of us, and uh, up the hill we go." Uh, to the wonderful minds that are closed. I don't know why you need me, but here I am. And he kind of like looks at Ponto. Are you all right? That was that was quite a tumble you had. Well, still picking up tools and everything and attaching. I was like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I just don't, don't get out much. So, just here to fix things if it's needed. Putting all the wrenches and everything back on, and he kind of like uh, looks at Maximus. He says, "Yeah, I can see why you maybe need a bit, a bit more help. Uh, no problem. Uh, yeah, this this way up the mountain, guys." And Sephic uh, kind of strides ahead uh, as you guys kind of like he's making a pretty brisk pace, not encumbered by the weather at all. Give the wink and finger gun to Maximus. Sephic, what's your trick? How come you can handle the cold? Oh, it's not cold. It's it's like I'm. I don't know. It's not that bad. What's the, Always what's been the... good with the the elements. I mean, most of your people when I see them, they're they're in light clothing as well. But well, that's I, what I want to know. How do you how do you survive this uh, weather? Like well, we all have our secrets, don't we? All right. Just one of mine. And he just kind of smiles and waves and kind of like. Come on, guys, we're going up the mountain. And he just kind of strides off, like, you know, just a happy-go-lucky kind of guy. Um, hey, Ponto. Hey, uh, they're all going to know that we killed him if we just kill this guy right after we left with him. Is that okay, or? I mean, you guys didn't think about that, but that's a you problem, not a you problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine, right, Pato? We're 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 doing this to to be able to help the ten towns. There's if he's okay. actually murdering people in towns, I we'll deal with that after. We have to stop this guy. Well, we can we can we can all say that a monster killed him. <laughs> so, hey, he's right. in the mine. Uh, maybe uh, we should uh, confront him about the crimes before we. Execute him. So you guys are talking super quietly as he's leading the party. I'm no, I was whispering yeah. to Ponto. I don't okay. know what the rest of these guys are going <laughs> on. <laughs> super quiet. I'm talking in people's heads. <laughs> I was more worried about smoke because, like, you know, big Leonin booming voice. Rawr. Yeah, rawr kind of person. Confronting him makes sense. We're going to confront him all right. Well, I can be talking to him right now, and I'll I'll run up and, like, chase him up to the front of the party. So you guys guys are walking up. up He's making pretty good pace. Like, like it's just another day for him. He is is moving. Yeah, smoke is kind of like beside you, Quincy, kind of like, you know, urging you, kind of like half picking you up every other step. Like, you know, he he is trying to help expedite your your pace here. So uh, for 
everyone's sake, we're going to kind of get within about like a hundred feet of the mines. You can kind of see the path kind of coming up to the top and you can kind of see the mine opening with a big door on the front. Um, what would you guys like to do? Or uh, do, would you like to be talking to Sephic during yeah, this time? Yeah, I'd like Maximus? to talk to Sephic. Sure, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What would you like, like to say? So, Sephic, we're, we're kind of new here in uh, Icewindale, and uh, there's some weird um, some weird traditions that you guys have. Uh, you've heard of this Frost oh. Maiden? Do you, know where, uh, oh, yeah. do you know where she lives? Lives? No. <laughs> uh, it is, it's been unfortunate. You know, we're all trying to do our best here. You know, it's not easy. Um, this cold is really screwing with people's heads and kind of making some of them some of them go crazy. If you, if you come across a few wildlife like I have, some polar bears or some wolves, uh, you know, they're they're vicious right now. Um, you got to pay attention if you're cooking food outside and whatnot. Just, you know, keep a low profile. Keep your eyes peeled because uh, free meals, uh, they attract things. So just... Uh, Word to the wise. I appreciate the money and, you know, I'll help you get up to the top here and, you know, just take care of your guys' selves if you're new here. What else it's, do you know about this Frost Maiden? Uh, you know, she's the one that keeps it cold. Um, yeah. It's not bothering me too much. I mean, shit for everybody else, but, you know, it's all right. And, um, if there's a ritual that the towns do to like honor her, you know what, oh. you know what that's all about? Oh, you mean like the, uh, after when the new moon's coming up and they like some of the towns, like they have different traditions. Oh, that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Not really my thing, but you know, they, they think that, uh, you know, sacrificing some food or some heat, maybe a person kind of help things out. Uh, a person really? Yeah, yeah, like some of the big, big towns like East Haven and and there's a few others. Targos, I think, is one of them. Um, yeah, they they sacrifice some people. How how does that like? Is it a ritual? How do they? No, it's kind of like a. Is it's hard to say? Uh, can you roll a persuasion check just to see how loose he's going to be? I'd like to be twenty watching Pardon? his reaction. I rolled a natural 20. Perfect. So uh, he will he will be upfront and honest with you. He will tell you exactly what you guys know um, from Metha and Aaron that they draw people's names and then that person gets chosen and then they get um, uh, sacrificed uh, to the Frost Maiden through a couple of other ways. Um, some people burn them. Some people just bring them out to the edge to let uh, wild animals eat them. There's there's a few few various ways. Uh, Quincy's gonna say in Maximus's head. Uh, Ask him what happens if they abscond from not uh, getting uh, a sacrifice. And, and uh, what if the selected individual um, resists? What happened? Oh, then? well, usually the militia find them and kind of make sure of it. Uh, townsfolk kind of know what to do once it, a person's been chosen. The Hasn't happened very often. Yeah, well, they 
they follow the speaker's orders and they uh once the the name is chosen their fates kind of uh kind of damned as they speak so haven't heard much people of about a absconding um from what well, after like the name's been drawn and read out it's kind of like you know that's that's it is what it is so what's with the questions like you guys should have should know about this like this is normal no, stuff here, here for us oh this is, okay. this is new to us uh yeah this kind okay. of uh ritual sacrifice is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not something that happens you know in in the southern towns this is all new this is Icewind Dale. this is like the yeah wild maximus Lord. you're from Waterdeep, right Waterdeep, yeah yeah so you would you would recognize suffix gear as very sword coast from like the water deep area it looks like he's like fresh off the docks kind of so to speak hmm. like he's used to this warm temperate temperatures he's not perspiring he's not sweating in this he's just he's just walking up easy peasy um where are you from originally oh well you know down down south uh well and uh water deep for a while and then neverwinter and then kind of out into the ocean a bit and then back up and made my way here uh found a good gig it's cold doesn't bug me really right now so it's easy it's easy money hmm. yeah my you guys... people sacrifice people all the time it's fun we do it on sunday <laughs> Is that a real thing, Ray? Yeah. Do people sacrifice people all the time Fucking on Sunday. It happens all the time. <laughs> I was raised by Yetis. We kill each other for fun. You I were raised by Yetis. That's that's an interesting one. Huh. Mm. And your name is Yeti. Yeti, of course, is. Huh. And Sefik looks you up and down. And he's like. I'll remember you next time I run into one of those. So. You won't remember me because I'm going to kill you now. Oh my god. And like Sephiroth is like, whoa, whoa. (laughs) That's not okay. And you see him like backing up, hands up. He's like, look guys, you guys paid me. I, I, I don't mean any harm here. Like, I don't know what you guys want. But uh, he is—he is like on edge. He's like backing out. He's like, I don't think I think I'm good. He can see the mines just up, like a hundred meters up. He's like, I'm gonna turn around and kind of head back. Smoke looks around, grabs his axes, and goes, "Is it game time? Is it game time?" Game yeah, it sounds, on. Like, sounds like we need to roll initiative on this one. <laughs> As you see, Sefa Caltro like pulls his longsword. And then apparates an ice dagger in his other hand. Oh shit! I don't have an ice dagger. Oh, that was real good. <laughs> good job, Maximus. <laughs> that was Quincy. What the... Oh my goodness! Oh, okay. You got a map pulled up. Right. Yeah, I pulled a map up. It was just a like a snowy map. Um, you can add Sefik to the 
into the box of stuff. Ah, this is stupid. I don't have any of my initiative shit set up in here. Sorry. That's no, all good. Uh, I was sure. in the middle of a conversation. What are you talking about? I mean, you knew it was going to come down this road anyways, but he didn't. Uh, and now the Dalmore is gone. Smoke. Yeti. And how do you spell Sephic? Uh, S P H E K. S P H E K. Okay. Okay, Max Initiative. Maximus. Roll it up. Oh, you haven't got it yet? Quincy. Nobody? 19. I, I got a 2. 19. Quincy got 2. Ponto. 13. 13. Smoke. 12. 12. And I got 14. Okay. Um, you can add Sephic twice to the Inifish initiative. S E P H E K. Um. <clears throat> Uh, he got a 20 and a 9. I don't understand. <laughs> I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> 20 and a 9 sucks. That means he goes twice in a row. 20? 20, 20 oh, and a 9. Okay. Not 29. 20 and 9. So. Okay. Right. Perfect. That's perfect. He's done. Uh, uh, I don't know if you want to just pull a humanoid out of your pocket. I right? will do that. I don't know how to do that. Okay, so we're on. We're just in a random map here, all clumped yeah, I, up. Yep, yeah, because you're all walking together. So, um, based on where we finished, I was probably right beside him because I'm having a nice little chat with him. Yeah, and then. Why do you take so Doko, long, Maximus? Doko and Smoke come and bum rush him. Yeah. Yeah. So that seems. He's good. Yeah, I would say that's probably where you guys are. But the two of us are still just having a conversation. I Absolutely. Didn't, I didn't Quincy do anything back to here. threaten him. <laughs> Wait up, guys. Quincy was being hustled by um, Yeah, but as soon as Smoke let go and ran up forward there, he'd be yep. like, hey! Yeah, you, I could see you, guys, you falling behind. That's no problem. There goes that one. Um, yeah, so with uh, 20, Sephic uh, pulls out his longsword and apparates an ice dagger in, in one hand. And uh, you see him kind of just kind of smile and says, oh, seems like you guys aren't as smart as you are good or as, as smart as you guys are good doing business and uh, runs up to smoke and engages him with his uh, long sword and swipes at it with at him. He rolls a... 
Um, does uh, 18 hit smoke? Does. Okay. For oui, that's a lot. Uh, for eight points of slashing damage. Won't, won't Gord be pissed when you kill his character off in the first combat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of damage. I killed my last character off, so it's fair. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, yeah. Yep. Um, so he swipes you with his longsword, hits you for eight points of damage. You feel as the longsword slashes across part of your furs. You feel the cold from the blade seep into your chest and you know this guy means business it feels like like ice itself has penetrated inside your armor smoke just roars yeah at him okay maximus is that a reaction do you have do you have something a reaction that gives you a bonus when you roar uh i actually think he does he has a roar ability. I, I do. Know if it's a reaction, though. Yeah, daunting roar as a bonus action once per short rest. Oh, so oh you you, it's it your, your it's your turn. You have to do it on oh, your it's my turn. turn. No, it's not your turn yet. <clears throat> okay. So next, next my in turn. the order is Maximus. Oh my goodness, you guys! <laughs> I didn't do this. This is all you guys. <laughs> that was Maximus. I think it was Maximus's fault. <laughs> Maximus is always on voice. This is what you get for listening to me. Tie to tie. This is what I was the one that said we we're gonna get pinned on this. That we shouldn't do this. Oh my goodness. Okay, I'm going to um make yourself look like a hot girl. Not the plan. <laughs> <laughs> Mock his shoes. Uh, you guys. Hey, you guys. <laughs> What's hey, doing, Maximus? Guys. All right, uh, Maximus is going to um, is going to say, Sephic. Um. Jason's all thrown off by the the chaos. (laughs) Sevic, I I would prefer a battle of wits, but you seem to be unarmed. (laughs) And I'm going to cast Vicious Mockery. Sure. What kind of save is that? It's a wisdom save. Uh, I'm sure he fails by rolling a three. What does he take? 1d4. Here we go. Okay. First damage. Let's go. It's a 3. Woo. And his next attack roll has disadvantage. Okay. Uh, Now we're on to Yeti. Yeti will cast Fairy Fire uh, in an area that will hit only Maximus. And the rocks behind him. You're gonna hit Maximus and the rocks behind. Oh, sorry, him. Uh, not Maximus. <laughs> I was about to Sephic. say that's peculiar. Sephic. Okay, sure. What does Sephic need to do? 
He needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, DC 14. Does he have to stay in the queue? To no, it's just a continue? one. It's a one-shot thing. Okay. So he gets a dex save right now, and if he passes, it goes away. He rolls a one. So okay. So he fails fire that. is on him. So now he's glowing in a violet light, and we get advantage on attacks against him. Perfect. And then I will. You kind of see him swiping at the at the stuff. He's like, "What are you guys doing? <laughs> what is this?" <laughs> then I'll cast Shillelagh as a bonus action. Shillelagh, which is a cantrip, so I'm good to do that. Yep. And that's my. Now you're okay, and Ponto, we are on to you. Five, ten, fifteen feet. And as I'm moving, can I just like scrounge through the snow and like find a, a rock or two? Sure, roll an investigation check. It's not going to be very big. You're on your way up a mountain. Well, does a three get me a really small rock? You get one. Okay. Oh, shit. Um, oh, so I'm going to hold the rock up. And I'm going to cast Catapult on the rock. And I'm going to Catapult the rock towards him. Boy, what's that? Uh, what does he need to do? He needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, oh, that's... Attack rolls. Uh, dirty 20. Okay, so he saves. Oh. And the rock goes flying way off to the side. Is Catapult a cantrip? Nope. nope. It's first level spell. Lovely. Okay, uh, on to Smoke. Smoke, uh, you are okay. bleeding from the wound you received. Uh, I've never played a Barbarian, but... Okay, so... I do the Daunting of actions, or Rage? Um, bonus action Rage first, because you're going to cut some of the damage down right away. Um, make sure that when you took your damage that the four temporary hit points went away first, and then yeah. four hit points into your actual toilet. So you want to bonus action um, probably rage and then engage uh, Suffolk. So You have advantage okay, on cool. hits against him right now too. You so. have advantage on attacks against him. It says I have advantage on strength checks and saving throws. But yeah, no, you have advantage on oh, attacks yeah. because he's got fairy fire. He's glittered up in this blue, purple, violet light. So he's easy to see. Okay, okay I'm going to uh, get myself raged up. And uh, walk, some uh, I guess, and then attack too. him with my hand axes. Uh, with your battle axe. Oh, great axe. Yeah. Yeah. That one. 1d12. So roll 2d20s and then add the modifier to hit. Two D20s? Yeah. Advantage. Because you have advantage. Because you have advantage. Okay. Oh, that's a dirty 20. Perfect. That hits. So now you want to roll your d12 and add uh, plus one to it. Yeah. 
plus, plus three rage damage. damage. Plus, well, that's right, rage damage. So I add three to that d12. He's got a really shitty strength. He does. What? <laughs> Why <is he> <laughs> I didn't make the character. Oh, I'm just looking at it. What? <laughs> yeah, it's 1d12 plus one. Oh my god. So what was your d12? Uh, I'm just Four. rolling it now. That is an eight, so nine points of damage. So nope, hell? that'll be. Oh, shit, my headphones uh, just died. It's okay. Right. We can still hear you. Um, eight plus three would be eleven points of damage. Okay. So you you take your axe and you swing down on him. And you catch him like just in the collarbone a bit, and he kind of grunts. Ugh. Uh, you kind of see a little bit of blood trickle and kind of freeze in place on his chest. And uh, we will go on to the next person. Ooh boy! So Sephic uh, comes up with his ice dagger, and uh, doesn't kind of like what he's seeing. Uh, you see him kind of just mutter a few words and then he magically moves himself over to this side and teleports there. He's like, it's not very nice to, to just go and attack me all of a sudden. And you see this dagger kind of come out of nowhere and strike uh, smoke in the back. Oh, uh, no. Ice knife. No, it's not ice knife. That would be awful. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not pulling that shit right now. <laughs> um, you just see a dagger come out and uh, hits, um, uh, definitely hits with a, I think like a 16 to hit smoke. I don't know what his AC is. 15. So definitely hits him and he takes uh, four points of piercing damage. Reduced down, reduced uh, to two points of damage from its rage, and we are on to Quincy. Uh, Quincy's going to uh, fumble around with his cane, and all of a sudden, uh, chaos boat r rips out of it. Uh, oh, I rolled two d4s for the damage, but I got to hit it first, eh? I did not roll the attack first. You get advantage no. on your attack. It's too bad there's not two people. If it's an attack roll, it is. Okay, first roll. And second roll. So the first one was a 16 to hit. Does that hit? Uh, yes, it does hit him. Okay. So I did uh, two D, f uh, two fours, and a six. Right. I don't know what cat. What spell are you casting? Chaos, Chaos. bolt. Uh, it is. The D six is two. It's type. two D eights and one D six. Okay. I'll roll two D eights. Take the first one, and that'll determine the type of damage. And then add them all up, and that is the damage total to suffer. Okay, I rolled two fours and a three on the d6. So let me. See. So if you rolled two d4s on the d8s, yeah, then you then another bolt comes off and hits him again, 
Well, it can't, can't hit the same target. Oh, it twice. can't hit the same target. Yeah. So that doesn't so matter. That's too four, bad. It's force damage. So okay, he so takes uh, 11 points of force damage. Perfect. Um, you could just hit, hit a friendly character. Yeah, it hits and the if other you guy the in same the turn numbers order. again, then you yeah. Hey, it not right that there. I could hit smoke. <laughs> you could. That's true. You could smoke him. <gasps> no, we better not kill Gord's character while he's not here. <laughs> uh, man, would he be pissed though? Oof. Wait. Um. So that's your turn, Quincy. Yeah. Um. You can see. Uh, Sephik, he's kind of like, he's breathing hard from these hits. And you can kind of see him take a deep breath and he kind of feels a little bit better. Oh, what the um, hell? Second wind. Maybe. Um, he runs forward and you see him kind of. Uh, he, he straddles to the side here and he takes his dagger and he, he just flicks it straight at Quincy. Uh, one that he threw already? Uh, well, he operates another one in his hand. Oh, man. Yep. Uh, 21 to hit you. Yeah, cool. Um, you'll take five plus four points of cold damage on top of that for nine total. As the the dagger pierces into you, and you kind of, <gasps> and you can kind of see this cloud of like ice kind of apparate out of it into your chest. As it, you're just kind of like, <gasps> good thing I had all those temporary hit points. <gasps> yeah, and that was, uh, that was his me. turn. Uh, now we're on to Maximus. Okay, Maximus sees Quincy take a, a dagger to the heart. <laughs> What's Maximus doing? He's going to run over to Quincy and uh, cure wounds. Oh. Nice. We have because, a healer. Uh, I'm so disappointed he's, in this. He's down. <laughs> Are you going to use your cure wound spell? Yeah. Okay, so it's a D8 plus your Charisma modifier. It's 11. That's max healing. Wow. Not, I don't think you can heal up into your temporary hit points. Nope, no. You can't. So. so you're full. You're full. Hooray. You um, can see kind of like the steam, uh, the magic from uh, Maximus kind of just, you just pushes through and kind of like, you can see the frost kind of emanate back out of the moon. So then As, uh, I'd like to bonus action uh, just say to Quincy Quincy you got this man you got this and I'd like to give him bardic inspiration Sure, yeah, that's great So note that down Quincy and we are on to you're still muted because your thing is here and it needs to be here I don't know where I'd put bardic inspiration but just note it down. I just give it to you. There okay. You should have a little thingy. Well, they have an inspiration button, but it's... It's not bardic inspiration. Not bardic inspiration. Yeah. 
Uh, we are on to Yeti. Yeti will run up to this guy right there. Actually, he'll move over here. And then attack him with his shillelagh. Okay. Go for it. You have advantage to hit. 21. Absolutely hits all day. And that is 8 damage. Perfect. That's with my quarter staff. Come mm-hmm. on. Perfect. That's, that's everything from you? Yep, that's me. On to Ponto. Uh, uh, Smoke, you're up next. Ponto's going to panic a little bit, and he's going to start messing around with his Vambrace. He's going to reach his hand forward and cast Lightning Lure. So, a strength saving throw. Sure. Uh, I'm sure that fails with a nine. Hey, so he gets pulled 10 feet towards me and takes a D8 of lightning damage. For a whopping three points of lightning damage. Pulled to here. Bring it back. How much damage does he take? Uh, Three points of lightning damage. Oh, my headphone did not disconnect. Just one second. Three. Got it. Good thing I was single digits. Easy. So he's two times in the turn order. Yep. Which which one of them like gets the disadvantage with attack roll that I I did roll with disadvantage. But it's the same person. It's not like there's two different characters here. It's his next yes. attack. It was just his next attack. It wasn't right. like Yeah. So he took three points of lightning damage, right? noted um smoke we're on to you yeah okay i'm going to uh do daunting roar uh, i'm going to walk up to him or run yeah. up to him yeah and do daunting roar okay what does uh, that do that is uh must succeed on a D, uh, wisdom saving throw of a dc 14 he does not. So he becomes frightened of you until the end of next turn. Okay. Yes. And then so he has um, disadvantage on all attacks against anybody. Yeah, and then I want to attack him with my great axe. Great. Go for it. Roll two d20s and take the higher. And 15. So 15 plus 3 is that hits. Yeah, okay. <laughs> roll, roll a d12 and then add 3 to it. d12. Man, I miss being a barbarian. That's a 15. Oh! Nice, well done. Uh, you see, you see, smoke swing his axe straight up and catches him kind of underneath the arm, and you see his arm like kind of almost dislocate off of his body, kind of slump down. 
useless. He's just, he screams out in pain as blood is like dripping and kind of freezing down his side. Um, we are on to Sephic again. You, you see again, kind of Sephic goes, <gasps> you kind of see that, that sinew and flesh start to heal up in his arm as Third he. Wind. Pardon? Third wind. He nope. used the second wind already. He's onto his third. And and you see maybe something unnatural about him in the cold weather. Um, he takes his long sword and just like carves into smoke. Uh, uh, a seventeen plus seven to hit. Um, that definitely hits you for um, ten points of slashing damage. Have to five. Have to five, and then the blade pulses, and you take four points of cold damage on top of that. Oh. Is he alive still? I think you he's can, pretty you, close. You can hear him just like do short breaths, and he's wow. just on his on on a hair. <laughs> Um, you can see, like, Sephic is, like, you know, sweat starting to kind of, like, profusely pour down his face. Sephic is definitely hurt as well. Um, you can see his piercing blue eyes, and he's just, he's breathing hard, and he's he's looking around, and uh, that's his turn, and we're up to Quincy now. Uh, Quincy is going to cast Chilled Touch. Okay. Um uh... That's a good idea. This guy keeps healing himself. Exactly. That's a great idea. Uh, 20 to hit. That hits. And he takes three points of damage. Woo! Three points of damage. Necrotic damage. But he cannot heal till the end of my next turn, I believe. Yeah. As in heal, as in what? Uh, on a hit, the target takes 1d damage, and you can't regain hit points until the start of your next turn. Perfect. That is great use of that spell. That's brilliant. And so, since it is a cantrip, this old gnarled old spectral hand of an old man comes out and touches him. Hey, like, sonny, you're being bad. Can I see this? Hand grasp at his throat. He's kind of just shaking it off, and uh, uh, Sephic gets to his turn. And he kind of just sees him <gasps> like he's done all the time, and nothing kind of happens. And he just grimaces and yells out, and uh, you see him uh, teleport out of the range and appear behind uh, Yeti. Um, and takes the dagger and plunges it into like Yeti's back. With a 17 plus 5 to hit. (laughs) That definitely hits. Yeah. Uh, For four points of piercing damage and two points of cold damage. We're having Yeti mobs. And that's it. 
That's so four points of piercing, two po- and two points of cold on top of that. But the cold would be halved to one for you. To one. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we're on to Maximus. Okay. Maximus is, uh, he's done with this guy and uh, him hurting his friends. Uh, he's going to pull out his short bow and he's going to shoot him. Sure. Yeah. You have advantage to hit. That is Ooh, a 24 actually, to hit. I need to make a concentration check. You do. Uh, yeah, gotta beat a 10. Yeah, I got 11. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sorry, what was that, Maximus? That's 24 to hit. Okay, that hits. And that is six points of damage. Perfect, that's great. You see that that bolt just kind of catch him just in the base of the clavicle, just under, just above where the armor catches him. He's and he just breaks it off and continues on. Uh, Yeti, we're on to you. Oh, I like to do a bonus action. Oh, bonus action. Sorry. And I'll come over here, and I will uh, look at smoke, and I'll be like, smoke. Whoa, buddy, that's a lot of blood. Um, I, I, I go up, I'll, and I'll start patching him up. It's not like a healing. It's just like, I, I got you. I'll take care of you. And I want to give him some inspiration. Like, look, you're going to make it. You're going to make it, okay? <laughs> you might need this on the death saves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd like to give inspiration to smoke. Sure. Just make note of that, Becker. And yeah, it's, uh, not, uh, it's, a, it's a D6. It's a D6 on, I don't know what. Attacks and saves. saves. Attacks, saves. Yeah. Attacks and saves? Okay. Cool. <clears throat> but not okay. death saves. Not death saves. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a save, true. You're right. Um, <laughs> Yeti, we are on to you. you. You got stabbed in the back with this exploding knife. I will turn around angrily and try and wrap him in the head with my shillelagh. Go for it. Roll to attack with advantage. <laughs> shillelagh. Uh, 18 to hit. That hits all day. Which is, it's his magic stick. Eight magic <laughs> stick damage. His magic beating stick. <laughs> it uh, also counts as a magical weapon if, if things have damage reduction or whatever. Oh, okay. Perfect. Um. Okay. Um. We He's are still on. Still alive? To... Yep, he is. Jesus Christ! Because he kept healing. Uh, Ponto, it's up to you. Uh, Ponto is going to move and get a clear sight line. Hey, Yeti, you can't move. You're done. I didn't get to move yet. Okay, fair enough. I just stepped my feet. Okay. <laughs> dig through the snow, try to find another rock. Okay, and how many rocks did you find this time? All this debris right here. I rolled a seven. You found two rocks this time. I drop one of them and I lift the other one up and I cast catapult again. Okay. Deck save. It's a natural 20 for his save. Son of a crap. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. Doesn't he have disadvantage on deck saves when he's, he's got... frightened? Uh, no. He he no. pushes through the frightened and is not affected. Uh, uh, what about the um... berry fire? Berry fire. What's that do? That's advantage on advantage point. to hit him. That's it. There's yep. no saving throw. No, it's stuck to him. No, um, I mean there's no saving throw disadvantage or anything like that. No. Okay. And I will move around this this pile of rocks and sure yep smoke Finish we are you. on to you <laughs> okay what uh, is smoke doing smoke uh before he moves he just like just yells out goes oh, i uh, need uh, healing and he runs up in a fit of rage towards him yes <laughs> And attacks him with his uh, great axe. Perfect. Roll 2d20s to attack. Oh, that was horrible. <laughs> That's not going to hit. Uh, a five? But you have inspiration. Nope. Oh, plus four. You can roll. Don't even oh, so have a D6. D6 inspiration. Oh, D6. Okay. I'll roll D6. So Don't add a D6 me. to your total. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I rolled a one. Yeah, yeah no, that doesn't happen. hit. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mike just like just died inside right there. <laughs> uh, Suffolk, uh, Again, grunts, take one guy out. <laughs> grunts and uh, <gasps> you see him just apparate uh, behind Maximus, and uh, you see him take out his long sword and cleave down into him. <laughs> These rolls uh, for 19 plus 7 to hit. Oh my god. Yep. Yeah, that hit. <laughs> yeah, I, I know it does. Uh, it's the level 1 player. What? Yeah, it does. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. Um, he, you take 5 points of slashing damage plus 3 points of cold damage. <laughs> Pulses into you. And um, you see him trying. <gasps> and nothing again happens. You don't see any of his wounds healing up. And we are on to Quincy. Uh, he's going to do the same thing he did last time. Oh, perfect. What do I need to do? 22 point or 22 to hit. Yeah. Are you doing chill touch? Chill touch. And okay. Takes yeah, eight, eight points of necrotic damage. Oh, nice. Boy, nice hit. You see this hand run out and just grab and clasp onto like something and kind of sees something pull out of his body. And you see Sephic just kind of stumble forward and he's, he's, he's definitely hurting. He's still he's alive. Still alive. <laughs> yes. What's that? I better hightail it out of here now. <laughs> that is probably a pretty good thing. I will allow you to move Quincy. And then I'm going to hide behind this big-ass rock over here. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, you see Sephic in his, like, he's he's not blinking in and out of consciousness, but you can see he's he's hurt. He's, he's close. Um... For the last time of the day, he will uh, 
pop back over. Actually, no, he'll stay where he is. He'll take his dagger and try and swipe at Maximus again. Uh, that won't hit with a seven to hit. So he'll take his dagger and swing out to just plunge it into you. And uh, you duck as it kind of just, you can feel the cold of the blade kind of go over your head. Um, that's Sephic's turn. Maximus, it is your turn. Okay. I have my longbow out at the moment, but uh, since he's right up in my face, yeah. I'm going to drop the longbow or the short bow and stab him with my short sword. Perfect. Roll the hit with advantage. Natural 20. Yeah. That'll hit. Do it. Do it. That is 13 damage. Uh, you plunge that blade into him and, and you kind of see him. <gasps> and then you see him kind of just like slump to the ground and, and he just crumples and he falls. And then, and then you kind of see him shake a bit. <gasps> And this like apparition comes out of him and just almost goes over to you. You will find out once more. And you'll see this like ghoulish hand come out and swipe through you. And uh, <laughs> nope, it won't hit you, thankfully. Um, you'll feel this cold, withered hand pierce through your body and try and rip at something deep in your core. Uh, but you somehow mentally push his forceful will out of you. And you see this beam of light as his eyes are like, you will see me again. <gasps> and his spirit just kind of apparates into the nothingness. And we will stop our session there. Jesus! Thanks for listening to Perilous Pursuits. Be sure to check out our website at perilouspursuits.com for new episodes, news, and other information. In the meantime, go give your Craig Cat a walk, give your owlbear a big hug, and go play some D&D.